warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. From the banks of the mighty Chicago to the shores of Lake Erie, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA tonight, this is the Emperor's Court here on Versa World Radio, btwproductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined so you'll buy Varyar. A pleasure, as always. Sands Highlander, who unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, has been called in to work again this evening and will not be in attendance. Uh, also, legal tender, unfortunately, was not able to make it as he had something come up as well, so Varyar is sitting in tonight, so at least there's the two of us. And a whole lot to get to. Uh, I have, I made mention on the Twitter and the Facebook and the page and what have you that um, we will have an announcement regarding the future of this show. Uh, one thing I do not like, Varyar, is the the constant turmoil and the constant changes of everybody's schedules. Now, it's life, yeah. and you can't really do a whole lot about it. I'm working on mine. Right. You know, but, uh, yeah, it's stuff comes up. It always does. So we're going to have to make some choices, and we did that. We, we hashed it out uh, behind the scenes. Uh, late into the night last night, so I will get to that a little later in the show. There will be an announcement. I don't want to kind of derail everything. I just want to kind of enjoy it, you know, what we got going here. So let's just roll with it for now. Real quick, any comments, opinions, uh, email. Get it to Emperor1GACOX.net. We'll do the mailbag in the second hour, as we always do. We have a ton of stuff to get to, but Varyar, it's been a couple weeks since you were here last. Yeah. How the hell are you? I'm good. Moving. Uh, just moving into a new house, which... Uh... I understand you can sympathize with. Yes, with, uh, I can. Have just done it four months ago. Yeah, um, you know, my dad is flipping houses, and I'm going to go crash at one of those. Basically, uh, I'll pay all the, you know, rent, and basically I'll pay the mortgage and everything while we right. work on it. A lot cheaper in the apartment I'm in right now. I got to uh, tell you, I'm surprised that he's still flipping houses, considering the housing market sucks donkey schlong. I mean, it's terrible. Well, this thing it just dropped another what, like five, ten percent. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, but I mean, he, you know, he, they were done. Um, but he's always, you know, keeping his eye out for good deals. And this house came up, and it's a great deal. I mean, the bank is just literally, please take it, you know. Um, so it's a good deal, so he grabbed it. The plan isn't to flip it in six months. Um, he's probably going to – we're just okay. going to keep working on it as we go, and then – I mean, this will take your time because the, right. you know, the market's not going to recover anytime soon. I mean, he's thinking right now like two years. 
hold on to it. Yeah, just keep probably about right. Constantly yeah, yeah. working on it and everything, and then in two years we'll sell it. Um, so, but in the meantime, it gives me a place to live that isn't a thousand a month like my current apartment with utilities. That's is. an outrageous apartment oh, for anybody in, Cle- in, in the Cleveland area. That is a outrageous amount of money to pay for for a uh, an apartment. I pay about eleven hundred for this house. Yeah, for everything here, yeah. my property, and everything else, and that's. You know, even that's a little high considering the you know we have very high taxes in the city I live in. Right. But I mean, a thousand bucks plus utilities. You know, it wasn't. Damn. Well, no, it's a thousand with. It's okay, not a thousand with utilities. Know. I mean, still, it's an apartment. Back, I've been to your apartment, right. dude. I know. I, that I know. But I mean, back. It's a nice place. I like yeah. it. Neighborhoods good. Yeah. I like my neighbors and everything. But you know, when it was me and my buddy living there, very doable. You know, basically it was like three fifty a month plus utilities. You know, comes out to about four fifty five. Still a little high, but, you know, I liked it, so I stayed. But with him, you know, he moved down to Georgia to take a job. I'm not staying there for a grand. New. So, and it's if you can afford it, because then you're like, you know, paycheck to paycheck every single week. You don't get oh, yeah. to save anything. And Hell, paycheck to paycheck. I just kind of let things back up and then hope to God something comes through. You know, yeah, that's why I'm credit these days, exactly. right? So, but, yeah, it's, uh, God, I just can't believe how much stuff I have. It's incredible. I mean, you don't like. I, he left, and I've got stuff in my bedroom, the living room, and the basement, and, and then like my toothbrush and stuff in the bathroom, and that's it. All the other rooms are empty. I never filled them because I didn't think I was going to stay that long. Right. I'm thinking three rooms. How bad can it be? Holy God! <laughs> I literally belong on an episode of Hoarders. It's. I mean, <laughs> oh man, some of this shit we're pulling out. I'm like, wait, that's from before high school. Yep. How the hell did? I was in the Marines. I moved to California. I moved back. I've been all over the place. I have moved so many times. How the hell did this make it through the screening process? You know, so it's it's funny. I've only moved twice in my life. It was we had the same thing, where it was just box to box and box of stuff. Because I mean, one of the things that I started doing when I got here is you know I collect various things: you know, baseball memorabilia. I have a, a pretty decent video game collection. Uh, things of that nature. So I you know I try getting those boxes in here first because I don't want to lose anything. Because oh, you're always going to lose something when you move. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, and it's so just guaranteed. I just went through a box, and now Mystic Mim had two full bedrooms of shit. <laughs> and I, I, I say that because it's, it, there's no other way for it. I mean, it's all. I mean, some of it we kept, a lot of it we did, but right. a lot of it was stuff that they had kept. Her parents had kept when they brought it over here from her old house. Was when she was like five, right? Eight. I uh, mean, uh, I had broken Transformers, headless GI Joes. Oh, jeez. You know, armless battle beasts with no weapons, like. Why do I have any of this? <laughs> yeah. I can't play with it. There's, I mean, it's missing parts. Nice. I mean, maybe if it didn't, wasn't missing parts, so, you know, I'd keep it. But well, I'll, I'll tell you, my favorite was, you know, I've been moving out, and Zach moved out, and everything. He got most of his stuff, but you know, when I was pulling all my stuff out, I found a few things, and I gave it back to his dad so he can give it to him. Um, I found Zach's hidden porn stash moving out <laughs> of my house, which was slightly hilarious. Used. I mean, like I, I'm going, I'm looking at him like I don't really want to touch that, you know, but. You know, I open basically in, in the wall. You know how some rooms, you know, if there's pipes and stuff that run through the wall, they'll have that removable panel yes. so that you can get to them. You know, in there, magazines. <laughs> Hilarious. So I don't know what was and going on. And how old are these that. magazines? I mean, because oh, you know, with the invention of the internet, yeah, we I mean, really don't need they, them anymore. Right. I don't, I mean, they had to be at least as old as we had been living there, which was a couple years, about a year <laughs> and a half. But I mean, I don't know how many moves he brought them through, but. I, I wouldn't have touched exactly. without a pair of gloves. Without with the internet, who needs magazines? Anymore? Right, I, know. I mean, come on. So, Man, it says, was... I keep everything. Throwing the things away makes me sad. 
Oh, then we'll see. see you on Hoarders at some point. Yeah, Manly, I am the exact opposite. I saw all this crap and was like, and oh, my God, it. I got to get a dumpster. Yeah. You know, I, I just I don't need it. Uh, the Princess Imperial lost six bags. Low. I mean, we're talking the black, you know, uh, yard trash bags full of stuff that she never plays with, doesn't want or care about. Right. Just took it out. I spent like three days last week, three literal days just cleaning off stuff out of there. Like, God, bless Jeez. it. There's no way an 11-year-old should have this much shit. Yeah. Oh, so, I agree. I mean, I don't even want to have that much shit. I mean, honestly, bed, dresser, TV, game system, clothes. I'm, I'm pretty well set. You know, I, I like my that. books. I like that none left. Speaking of magazines being useless, the Emperor's Court newsletter. Subscribe now. <laughs> That's you go nice. to vtwproductions.com, go to the show tab, the Emperor's Court, click on the news on the uh, subscribe to the newsletter, because I figure we've got at least one more issue coming. After oh, that, we'll who the hell knows? We'll keep it going. Well, yeah, might as well. You know what? That doesn't take a whole lot of effort, and that's not really you know dependent on a whole lot. We can keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I never even thought about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I can as long as the as long as the writers are willing to keep throwing stuff in, I'll keep putting it together. So, speaking of that, have we found a new vehicle to send this out there that can have that isn't just a giant wall of text? Well, if you actually open up the newsletter from this last week, you'll notice I finally figured out how. To I get have not actually done that. I, yeah, I sent I, in the article and I put a, a big. Uh, thread up on the on the one G forums titled "I win, I win, I win, I win" because I finally got it. Thank you, Gnomewise, by the way. Wait, you did? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's, uh, uh, it's right in there. But with everything that's happened to me this week, and it has been a busy and for the most part awful week, I have not seen it. Yep. In the uh, uh, Emperor's Court one there. Let's Open it see. Up, and I win. No shit. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. And you know, I was pretty happy about it and everything. So we do have uh, pictures up now. It's still. I mean, a work I, in progress. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out, and you know there are things about the system that I don't like. Um, I have been looking around. The problem is they all cost money. Now, yep, you know I figured our, as much. We have planned. You know, we've talked multiple times about your ideas, Highlanders. Um, the ideas I have. Yep. You know about trying to grow the franchise, grow the show, um, grow the brand name. And Up if until we, this week. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but you know, if we can get to a point there, I think it would make sense. But for now, we'll just keep using the vehicle we have. How much does something like that cost? I mean, is it like per issue? Is it to buy the program, or what it, exactly it, is it? It depends on who you're talking to. Um, you know what system you're using, but Constant Contact is you know one of the favorites, and it depends there. The cost is how many are you going to send out? Um, there's a cost basically per send, um, and then it also depends how many recipients you have. Uh, up to 500, it's not awful, but it's still enough that I don't think we need to go yeah, there yet. Yeah, um, I am familiar with Constant Contact, having used it at you know the old right. store. Right. Well, and I'm in charge of it at the new store, so or okay. at my store. So, um, yeah, it's a pain. It can be, um, but it is a real nice vehicle. You know, I would, if we can, get all of our schedules together and get back to you know, some type of growth phase and get things a little bit bigger, then I think it would make sense then. But for right now, the VTW system works pretty well. Um, so we'll I'm, stick with that for the, I'm figuring for it the out. foreseeable yeah. future. Now that I know what I'm doing a little more, uh, the wall of text should go away. Good. And it'll be a little more uh, Excellent. A little easier and, and on we, the eyes. We figured it was going to be, you know, there's an evolution period where right. something like this has to happen, and I figured as much. And that's fine. The content has been superb. You know, the material that everyone's been, you know, submitting, uh, you know, Digit and Barry and Martyrdom yeah. and myself and then Left and, and Highlander and what have you. I'll tell you, it's great because uh, they're getting, you know, that first issue, there was a lot of me going, no, that's not where a comma goes. You know, just because well, I'm yeah. anal like that. Uh, that's but all I'm grammar now to do. I admit it. Yeah, a lot of grammar mistakes and stuff. It's getting better. And, yes, I know there are still mistakes in there. Um, it's mainly my fault. I'll miss something or I'll upload it and I'll make a mistake there. 
Uh, but, you know, they're getting a lot better uh, with grammar. And like you said, the content has been awesome. Um, I was I really liked Martyrdom's Bulletstorm review. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Digit's interviews. I like how she's doing that with digital correctness. Uh, my only thing is I, I'm not really sure how she's able to keep getting the interviews, and I hope she can continue to do it. Well, and, yes. and I want these to get out there so people see them like, hell, that's a pretty damn good interview. Right. And that helps her get into open doors to other people. Exactly. Right. And, you know, the more – and, guys, I, you know, it's a shameless plug, but the more people we have sign up for the newsletter – the more access to stuff like that we can get, you know, if it's, advertising becomes a hell of a lot easier, right? Advertising, uh, you know, influence basically, which is what we're basically shooting for. You know, if if people see the EC Court newsletter, or I guess EC Court's a little redundant, but you know, yes, what I it mean. is. We'll go ahead. If, if people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, but if people see the newsletter has a certain number of followers, a certain number of subscribers, or anything. Um, you know, it's a lot easier for us to go get interviews and things like that, to get content like that. Um, you know, it, it just basically it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more we grow, the easier it is to grow. Um, so I'm really happy with how it's going so far, and I'd like to see it continue. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Nomai says there's now a link to the newsletter archives on the show page as well. Phenomenal. That's great, but you should all still sign up. Boost our uh, numbers. America says, every time you foreshadow, you rip out a piece of my heart. And, okay, and I apologize for that. I, you know, this, guys, this has not been an easy week. Uh, and I kind of had to launch into this yet. Real quick, before I do, uh, let me give the info that you need to know to get in on the conversation. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Anyways, it's been a pretty rough week. They they shuffled us around at work. We just found out uh, Wednesday that, ironically enough, they're actually going to try and replace us with at least some of us with a program to run some of the work that we do. So we're being shuffled off to other departments. So we've been scrambling all week to figure out what the hell's going on. You know, uh, I'm trying to get work done around the house here because it's actually been somewhat decent weather and we're way behind on things. It's supposed to rain again today. We, Severe storms possible with hail. So that's you awesome. stuck here. Hail? Hail. Again. Good God. I mean, we skipped spring, went straight to summer. Right. And now we have hail. Well, I don't know. When we had an, an ass load of rain, that, I guess, was spring. Well, I don't know. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It just sucked. Tech Priest said, uh, right? You can read that, right? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, I'll, uh, tech, I'll send you a message. You know what? How is Tech Priest you know, submitting quite a bit as far as content goes? So far, it's just been the Minecraft one. But and he that's has, fine. But is he it has, weekly? No. Okay. Uh, it's as far as I know, it's just been honestly, I haven't checked the boards in two days. Okay. Um, I've been at work pretty much constantly. Um, but I'll check again. I mean, if he's going to be submitting more then you know, we'll talk. Uh, I'll get Maybe we'll email, just add him to like the, yeah. to the one G forum so we can get on the staff and that's right. easier up below the, the format there. Right. Uh, I mean, there's that going on. My one year anniversary is tomorrow, which is kind of cool. So I've been planning for that. Not a whole lot, but you know, some such, I got Oticon stuck and done out of the way. I've got the, our tickets to the convention done, mine and Miriam's, so we're going. Sorry, Mystic Ma'am. So that's at the end of July. <laughs> Very cool. And then, of course, there was the uh, everything that came down last night with the 1G WoW Guild, which is going very well. Uh, for those who are not aware, which should be none of you, because you all listen every single week, don't you? Loyal fans that they are. Yeah, exactly. You know, hell, you even listen from work. I do. You are shirking your duties to listen to the show. Now that is dedication. Yeah. Well, I mean, come Fuck on. Fuck employment. This is much better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if customers need help, they can go find someone else. So, 
That's right. There's more than one employee. Right. There's three of us there. Leave me alone. I'm just going to stand here and let. He said my name. Said, I don't have time for you. Just turn the quickening up next time you have customers in the store. Oh, that'll clear them. Oh, Good hey, God. Tan people. Oh, no. <laughs> Women suck. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, thank you, Verve Man. Uh, anyhow, so I, I don't know if I want to lead with a story or, or kind of get to it because it's, it's an interesting twist and tale. It's not the first time it's come across either. But the just a, a quick little plug, the Imperial Guard uh, uh, WoW Guild that's basically primarily being run by almost 100% of the Amphiscourt listeners, with a couple of the old ones, you guys, is doing very well on Coilfang and Horde side. In fact, we started uh, doing a little of alliance whacking in the last week, now that we're nice. getting higher up there in levels. And that's one thing I, I kind of like, Fire, is the fact that in this version of Warcraft, and much like yourself, I have not played since 2006. Right. You know, I know you played a lot when you were overseas oh, when you came God. back. It but, was like a habit. <laughs> but that's kind of cool. I mean, think about it this way. A hundred years ago in warfare, people at home knew nothing of what's going on. Today... It's on the news almost immediately. You're in the middle of a war zone, yeah. and on your break, you're playing a, a video game that's located half a world away. Which is awesome. Yes. Thank God just, for it. <laughs> thank God but, you're in the U.S. military. I mean, well, yeah. I'm not sure how many other people can do that. But, yeah, so, it's, it, was, it was pretty awesome. We actually, we used to, uh, God, what was it called? SOCOM 2. Uh, okay. And um, Day of Defeat. In 2008, when I was deployed over there, we actually set up a network between all the unsecure, because there's... There's the uh, secret and top-secret computers on their own network, and then there's normal, basically, military internet computers that okay. are unsecure. We took the unsecured laptops in the command post, the S4, and my armory, and we linked them all up and played Day of Defeat. So you had, like, a LAN. Yeah, basically. In Iraq. Which was fun, because I got to shoot my captain over and over and over again online. And then he gave you, like, you know... Uh, Scut duty the next day. Oh, man, nah. yeah. Go tr- dig latrines. Uh, Fuck. Oh, it was funny because yes, none sir. of them, none of them were gamers, none of them at all. So I oh, just, the irony well, of they, being a real life guy and then they can't hack it in the video game. Version. It was hilarious because they set this thing up before. I didn't even know it was there. They set it up in their own and started playing. And then you know, a couple, me and a couple of my buddies had been playing. Actually, back then it was uh, we had been setting up little local lands for Sins of a Solar Empire. Um, Good game. Oh, I love that game. Got that one. Um, but we used to play that, you know, and have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then one of my sergeants heard, you know, he's like, oh, you play video games. Oh, we've been playing this every night. You should get in on that. They had Shit. no idea what they were letting in their server. <laughs> I got on there, and it was over. I mean, I had to basically tone it down because people didn't want to play. It, well, that's so fun. Because me and my buddy Hallett were both gamers, and right. we both played a lot of games. So we went in there. And we'd literally play like six on two and just cornhole everybody. <laughs> it was sad. Because these guys, I mean, you got to understand, in real war, they're all good. But well, in that's video what I'm game, the irony is you know, they fit. barely yeah. ever played. You know, they're just kind of playing something just for fun. And then they, it was like having, you know, a bunch of six-year-olds playing touch football have two, like, <laughs> linebackers show up. <laughs> Can we play? <laughs> sure. Are we playing touch? We don't play touch. Oh, my you know, God. Oh, it was hilarious. Make it was the pretty bad funny. man stop. And this is, this, is the, this is the fun part. I'm not trying to, like, rock a, you know, build up my gaming skills to this ultra level. I'm pretty good, but, I mean, there are plenty of people better than me. But these guys had never played before. Right. So, all of a sudden, you got guys just rolling around, two of us in this server, full of, like, between eight and ten guys who don't play games. It's over. I mean, thanks for stopping by. It's over for the first week. Was there we any money rampant. changing hands here? Any bets made on the on the sly? Like mm. any any teams made any kind of like nothing? I was to... included in. Oh, okay. No, I don't know what they were doing. But I'm intrigued by this. 
Well, like I said, after the, after the first week, they split me and Hallett up. We weren't allowed to be on the same team anymore. And I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You, you want to make it fair. Right? right. You know, you don't want to pub stomp everybody. Well, we I mean, we both basically toned it down a little bit and kind of relaxed. Because at first it was like, ooh, a game online? Suck it. You know? Because it was our first time in a while outside of our little land we set up. To me, this is intriguing. You know, you're sure. in the middle of a combat zone, and and, and and obviously, I don't have the ability to bring every you know a combat veteran over here all the time, especially one who's a gamer and asks these questions. So, where were you at the time that you were playing this? Were you in Fallujah at the time? Yeah, Camp Fallujah. Okay, was this on your first or second tour? Both. Wow. All right. I, okay. Did you ever you know have to like go scrambling for a bunker or anything, or a mortar attack during any time you were playing? Or oh yeah, really? Yeah. But, I mean, that's it's funny because uh, the first time I was over there, I was an engineer. Um, so my first time over there... A I combat was, engineer, okay. My first time I was over there as an engineer. So, you know, we'd be sitting around our little, you know, in our little shack or I'd be out on a run or something, you know. And then at night, I'd get on, we'd play games, and there was a little, basically, a, a concrete bunker about 20, 30 yards away. So if the sirens go off, oh, God, run, right. you know. For the first month. After that, it's like, you know what? What are the chances of a mortar hitting me? I'm walking. Are you serious? Yeah. You oh, fucking yeah. didn't run oh, to no, a bunker? No, 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 no. I actually have no got, a, I've got a fun story. Um, me and two of my buddies were going to the chow hall one night. Most of the time, we didn't do this. Most of the time, we stayed on our lot, and we'd take a Humvee, and one guy would go, and you could pick up meals to go because our hours as engineers, people always called us, so we didn't always have time, and it was just a pain in the ass. The chow hall was basically like a mile away. And walking That's that sucked. Like, so why was it a mile away? I mean, was the base that big, or was it like a safety issue? Or, it was. I mean, it, it was pretty big, but we were on. You know, our our little section uh, was basically off to the side, and the chow halls in the middle, where everyone normally stays. It's basically a big square camp surrounded by berms, full of trailers. And that's where you know everyone lives in the trailers and in their little right. rooms or whatever. Um, and it's right next to that. But because it was just a pain, you know, because we're always on call, there were always people. I mean, people would call like one in the morning every once in a while and need something. It was easier for us. Uh, we basically stayed in our little building. It, there was a back room. We moved some bunk beds in there, and then we had a forty-foot-long shipping container. We put some bunk beds in, and we just lived there for you know the for the deployment. It was a lot easier, and you know, I didn't like a lot of other people anyways. So, um, you know, so instead we'd go get food. Now, once a week, Sunday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday nights, Camp Fallujah, surf and turf. You make, really? You make the hike. The food is good. There's not much entertainment other than what you can find yourself. There's no booze. Technically, there's no porn, although let me tell you how often that rule was broken. Yeah, technically, there's you no know, booze, but I'm, how often was that rule broken? Lots. I was going to say. <laughs> there are ways to get things through customs. But um, involving is, birthday cakes. Well, I'll ask them in a port. I continue with your story. I don't want to derail, so keep going. But uh, anyway, so Sunday night, surf and turf. We'd make the hike. We're walking there, and literally, it's at, at dinner time. It's a stream of Marines moving towards the Chow Hall, and we are literally coming in through the berms. Sirens go off. We're staring at the Chow Hall. Sirens go off. Mortars hit the berm on the other side. Which it's not like it was like oh god, duck and cover. It was like three hundred yards away from me. You know, it's not like I was in you know anything crazy. All the Marines stopped. Didn't okay, run stop, to the bunkers. Stop. Went, oh, shit. No, God, they're going to close the chow. Everyone's pissed about that. While a bunch of TCNs, third country nationals, like the Filipinos and stuff, right. hurtling across the sand for the bunkers. Because they only shoot like two or three rounds, and then a Cobra gunship comes and you know ends them. That's all they got. Then they have right. to abandon the mortar and take a so run for it. if the rounds have landed, it's probably over. So all the Marines are just bitching that Surf and Turf Night is canceled. <laughs> I want Which you, was I, funny. Did you realize you just said... 
you know, there's a bunch of explosions going on about a 300 yards away. It's not like it's a big deal. It Are you aware that that's what you just said? You know, I don't know what... The rest of us would be <laughs> shitting ourselves like, oh my no, God, no, at something first. just blew up waiting for a piece of you know, fragment to impale me. At first, that's how it is. When you first get there, first time the sirens go off, oh God, get out of the... You know, but once you've been there for a while, it's all right. It happens. When I got back here, I couldn't sleep for like a month because I, I had gotten so used to the sound of the artillery battery firing every night. It was like my lullaby. And then it was gone, I got home, and it's silent, and silent creeped me out. So, no, they'd shoot flares over to the city and stuff, and, you know, just for patrols and stuff to see by. Every once in a while, they'd have a fire mission or something. See, I would just wait for everybody to go running for the bunkers and move to the front of the line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, no. It hit close close enough to the chow hall that they just, they'd closed. They shut it down, so, it was, we were pissed. It was funny. Porta says, did you have to do the IED searching? Any kind of ID, sir? I don't think that's really what you did. No, no. Uh, I was more construction and destruction, not really IED searching. Um, had an IED go off about 20 yards in front of my truck, but that was the only time anything crazy like that with an IED happened. Um, you know, a little bit of small arms fire. I mean, I'm not, guys, I'm not one of those dudes that was going house to house, kicking doors, taking names. I, that wasn't what I got to do. So, but, I mean... There were a couple things like that, but I never, like, went hunting for the IEDs with the robots and the cool shit like that. Did they have some kind of, like, a large, it's kind of like an armored truck with a giant tract in front of the blades that would, kind of like a lawnmower and just chop up the dirt so you could find an IED and blow it up and it just kind of... They had a bunch of stuff like that. They also had one that went on the front of the trucks, and it's basically um, kind of like a trailer, but in reverse. But the trailer is just all real heavy metal and a solid row of wheels um, so it would set off any magnetic or pressure-plated ones when the, when the uh, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was called, but when the front thing would roll over it, it hit that and not the truck. Um, so okay. they had a lot of cool, oh, there was one really awesome one. It was like this narrow, honestly, um, this vehicle was about as wide as this table and this desk put together. Probably about five, six narrow. feet wide. Yeah, yeah. But underneath it, it had this real cool-looking long, flat thing, and it was a magnetic, like, ground imaging sensor or something. Okay, so it's a ground-penetrating radar? Right. Like a sonar? Okay. Its job was to find the IEDs, and the cockpit of this thing actually had, like, a jettison mechanism. So if the IED went off, cockpit, like, the seat blows away and the guy gets out. It was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen, except for MLRS launching. That was awesome and loud as shit. But, yeah, it was cool. So, I mean, they had all – there's all sorts of technology to find that stuff. Multiple long-range – Multiple launch rocket system. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, it's basically a uh, 12-pack of rockets that shoot out all at once. It's Bar- pretty sweet. Barry says, notice he said he got to do. He sounds disappointed he didn't get to have more fun. I'll be, I, I, you know, I gunned on a truck, Barry, a lot. I did a lot of security runs because I was the kind of engineer that they'd be like, oh, okay, so um, the fob over in Sacagawea, you mean Sniper Alley? Yeah, that place. They need some work done. Shit. All right, let's go. You know, so I'd go out on convoys and stuff, and I'd sit up on my gun and, you know, do security and stuff like that. But I, I never did get to kick doors, which would have been cool. I mean, I yeah, I'll admit I would have liked to. So why I come, I, I know this has very little to do with video game, but I'm just intrigued. Why come in engineering? Um, I got to play. Basically, if it weighed over ten thousand pounds, I got to play with it. You know, boys really never do outgrow Tonka trucks. All right, I had bulldozers True. and cranes and forklifts and backhoes and all sorts of fun stuff. So I. It was a good job. I mean, it's a skill that I have that, honestly, I don't know why I don't work in engineering now. Um, 
But, you know, it's a skill, and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So, it is what it is. Have you ever played a game that is as realistic or is... Or is I'm trying to think what the right terminology would be. Uh, true to form or is... Oh, I, I, I'm getting caught up here for words, which is kind of unusual considering my job. Um, <laughs> true to life. Any played a game that, that was that put the realism into it that was you know believable from the point of somebody who has actually been there? You know, there are a lot of good games that I think are close. Um, but A real-life simulator be, type thing? See, that's the thing. It would be so incredibly hard to make that game. Um, modern combat is all about teamwork. Have you ever played Xbox Live? Yeah, I know. It's I mean, deathmatch, even if it's what, the flag. Right. I mean, but you know what? That's been the same since Quake 1. That's well, been yeah, since 96. It, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's like always going to be like that. I mean, yeah. to get a truly realistic game, I think Battlefield 3 does, or I'm sorry, not Battlefield 3, it isn't out yet. I'm looking forward to it. But the Battlefield series mm-hmm. does a pretty good job of encouraging that teamwork. Um, Home Team Fortress Front. in general, I suppose, too. But, you know. Right. Homefront, actually, I'm not a huge fan. I, I was very disappointed. But the multiplayer, it seemed like, was mainly adults that understood the fact that we need to work together. Um, so that was cool. But, you know, replicating that type of environment, replicating that type of situation, it's not going to happen. It's not what makes a game fun, you know. So I've played a, I think there are a lot that are good, that are close, you know, that get some of it right mm-hmm. here and there or get this thing right and then this game gets this thing right. You know, but you're never going to get that perfect simulation i don't think not until they come out with vr which i am greatly looking forward to see that's one of the things i've been trying to preach to you know a lot of the guys in the 1g wild guild because a lot of them haven't done you know pvp they've been primarily together yeah yeah and that's what i keep telling like cross healing is where it starts first you build your healing then you have your tanks and you have your dps everything has to work in in tandem you have a group of five that's you know in a perfect world you've got a primary a secondary healer you've got two dps and a tank some I meet shield to get in their face, a guy to shoot them, and a guy to keep everybody healed. Healing is just like having good pitching. And the teams that win the most are the ones who work. We played oh, yeah. a game of Rathi Basin uh, last week. It was one of the first ones I've done since 2006 when I played this game. And the one thing that aggravated the piss out of me is that, like you said, it's just a bunch of people playing you know, deathmatch in a game where you have to work as a team to capture points on the map. Right. I said, all right, we've got a group of, of five you know, guards. All right? it was, it's me and Triggs and a couple other guys. So, like, we will go and we'll secure the lumber mill, that you know, away point. Right. Five other people volunteer to go to one, and five other people volunteer to go to a third. We hold those three, we win. Right. We five went to the lumber mill. Fought like hell to get it. Against six guys, we captured it. Nice. Two guys went to the farm, and, like, seven guys went south to, you know, I'm sorry, it was like three guys went to attack the mine at the bottom. Cause there's, there's, have you played Arathi Basin? Yeah, I've okay. played. Yeah. So they went to the lumber mill, or the uh, three went to the lumber mill. We had another three go to, you know, the mine, and we had, like, two go to the farm. It's like... With two or three people at the start of a game, you don't have enough to carry the point. Even right. if you capture it, you don't have enough to garrison it. Sure enough, they capture the point, or they wouldn't, and they wouldn't hold it for more than a minute. The only point that was held the entire fucking game was the one we sat on because we're all in Ventrilo, everybody knew what they were doing, yeah. and the only people communicating. We tried. It was like we weren't typing to people. It was like we were trying, you know, it wasn't like we weren't. Trying to get others to work with us, they just didn't care. They had oh, no. no interest. I'll do whatever the hell I want. I don't care. Yeah, and you got like five kills. You didn't win a game. You got no honor points. You wasted our time. Oh, and that and that's I mean that's the thing with all games. The more teamwork there is, in my opinion, the more you work together with your team, the more realistic things get. 
because you know Jim. Bob the more you and, win. Oh yeah. Well, and that's why it's more realistic because yes. that's how it's supposed to work. Right. You know, the U.S. military doesn't operate by going, "All right, guys, here's what's going to happen. We're going to walk in there, do whatever the hell you want." No, there's a guy in charge. There's a plan. It's scripted. If at all possible, it's rehearsed multiple times. Yeah. And then you go and you execute, you know, but that's, you know, especially with games like uh, Black Ops, Team Fortress, Counter-Strike in the later days, right. you know, you go in there and it's a bunch of 14 year olds calling each other fags and making your mom jokes and running around like idiots. You know, we got to save the hostages. No. You know, well, that's <laughs> somebody defuse the pub. I can't. I'm busy. There's I one more smoke. guy left on the other team. Right. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go off him. You know, and then there's some idiot 12 year old screaming in your head about how his English teacher gave him homework. And that's so unfair. And life sucks. And it's like, God, grow up. Get a job. I hate you. You know, Viner says that's 90 percent of the pickup group uh, battlegrounds in World of Warcraft. Well, you know, it's kind of my point. And like I said, this goes back to the, the very age of online gaming. I mean, it's like it is really hurting cats. You're never going to have people. You know, random people get together, working together on a consistent basis. Even the pickup groups in the lower dungeons. I mean, we wiped two and three times last night on shit that should never have happened because I randomly, you know, queued up for a dungeon. It just happens. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing or this is a worldwide, you know, phenomenon that people just have no interest in working together. And I'm trying to, there's not even so much a spirit of the core. It's the fact that it's just teamwork, and I, I, right. I'm trying to preach that now. And most of the guys get it that you know on the on the WoW Guild, but we really haven't started launching into it yet because we're still leveling up. Right. Some of the guys have you know have shot all the way to 65 already, and you know I'm cruising at 48. Right. Eventually, we're all going to get to only because the leveling has been so streamlined. Oh, really? You know, I got level 20 in three hours of play. Oh, geez. When I first started, yeah, it goes very quickly. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking rich as Nazis in this game. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm swamped in gold. I'm doing the Scrooge McDuck treatment, and I'm at 48. I got, like, 1,400 gold. That's awesome. You know, the inflation, like is, uh, inflation is out of control. I mean, you play the, the auction house. I mean, shit. I think Bevo was telling me on the uh, server he's on, he's got max gold. It's like 56,000, 56, something like that. Jeez. Just from playing the auction house. Oh, that's crazy. But I'm consistently undercutting everybody's prices. My stuff sells, you know, really quick. We're making deposits to the bank. And things are progressing very quickly. And that's one of the kind of the nice things, too, is that I'm finding is a rather selfless way that they're playing the game. People are contributing items. They're you know, contributing gear, uh, you know, herbs and minerals and what have you. Gold. And the guild bank, we've had to buy three tabs. Because it's filled up so quickly. And there's only really 40 of us actively playing. That's awesome. You know? that, that is awesome. And it's a start. So Barry says, I think the point of view, Emp, is that it's just a game, so why take it seriously? Of the player base, that is. You know what, Barry? And to your point, you are playing for fun. However, but when it winning is, is fun. Yes, it is. To me, if you're not trying to win, then it isn't fun. Nothing pisses me off more is than losing because somebody either doesn't want to work with you Throws right. the game or doesn't give a shit. I completely agree. And you know what? It's one thing if you're hopping in a game that is based on the individual and it doesn't matter about anybody else. Cool. If you want to run around and be a jackhole, go for it. That's fun. However, when the game is predicated like a Team Fortress, like a Counter-Strike, right. you know, like Capture the Flag, it's a game predicated on everybody working as a consistent, coherent group to achieve a goal. Arathi Basin, same thing. Warsan Gulch, same thing. You know, look at Arena. It's based on teams. This isn't golf, people. You want an individual game to win, that's cool. Join a deathmatch for a first-person shooter. Go do that, or Slayer for you Halo fags. <laughs> Buy winning is more fun. Nice. What are you talking about? I am God's gift to Wild. Thank you, Manly Stuff. So, 
and I understand your point, Barry, and a lot of people have that. And I'm not saying necessarily wrong, but understand that your ambivalence really, you know, kind of brings down my experience because you blow chunks. <laughs> I rely upon you to heal me or to back me up. I'm trying to have fun. Do your damn job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a medic. Put away the saw and start healing. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, I completely agree. And, and let's be honest. When This is my biggest problem with consoles. I'm stuck on a console right now. I play Xbox 360. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, but I always, fag. my entire life, have been more part of the glorious PC gaming master race and not one of the unwashed console masses. <laughs> so, I mean... Unfortunately, my Alienware is dead, and I got to buy a new one. And I will, you know, one of the benefits of the new house, I'll be able to afford it. Um, so I look forward to getting back into that. But my favorite part of gaming is clans. Why? Because it's a group of people you know. Yep. You play with all the time. Everyone does their damn job, or they get kicked out. Right. You know, and it's all people. You have the same goal. You want to be good. You know, and you just jump in pickup games, and like I said before, it's all insults and people run around doing whatever they want trash shot and everything yeah, yeah i don't get how people have fun with that now i freely admit it's very amusing to teach 13 year olds new cuss words that's hilarious um but <laughs> i had a dad get on once and scream at me which was really funny. really I'm like it's xbox live what the hell are you gonna do about did you tell you know? did you tell the story i don't remember if you did or not oh i have no idea oh tell it i gotta hear this oh okay uh well i was all right me, i mean i had screamed that by some people i don't think a parent has ever actually gotten on a microphone and screamed at me because of well, my profanity because it, I was picking on their here's, kid. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's, it's the weird part about it. The part that threw me, completely floored me, because I was like, wait, what? You know, I'm playing Black Ops. Uh, this was probably seven or eight months ago. It was right okay. – it was before Zach left, my buddy. I used to you – know, he used to live with me. Um, we would play Black Ops and everything. And uh, I would put on the headset because I'm the shit talker of the group. Uh, you know, Sounds so, familiar. Right, yeah. So, anyways uh, – I got on, and we're playing and everything, and we're going back and forth, and we were on, I think it was Jungle or something like that, and some 13-year-old jackass calls me an asshat, or I don't even remember what I supposedly did to piss him off, but he's on my team and calls me an asshat over the voice chat. So I told him to shut his fucking mouth, or I'd come over to his house and tongue-punch his mom's fart box. <laughs> <laughs> At which point... <laughs> An older male <laughs> put the headset on and, st <laughs> and started yelling at me. And he said that that was uncalled for. Uh, I still maintain it was perfectly uh, necessary. I'd probably yell it too, but I don't know if, was, I could keep, was, if I could it was keep a straight funny. face. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So he got on and he starts yelling at me for my language. And I told him he was a giant hypocrite because his son had just called me an asshat. And what the hell was he going to do about it? And he's like, my son's 11. And I'm like, well, exactly. That's my point. Get the hell off. You know, the game is rated M for mature. And I actually told him that I was the reason the ESRB could not rate the online play. <laughs> me personally. My face used to be on that ESRB right. rating. So it was it was pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> It it was very funny. They quickly left the game. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to play a game with Never my son. Never to return to yeah. online gaming again. Oh. oh, it's funny. He's like, I'm just trying to play this and have some quality time with my son, and people like you say stuff like that, ruin it. And I'm like, did you just hear your 11-year-old call me an asshat? <laughs> no kidding. I mean, come on. So it was... Did I do good, Dad? I call him an asshat. That's good job, son. <laughs> He's a fucking that noob, shit. son. <laughs> you know, I, I realize that I may have gone a little over the top, but, you know. How many 13-year-olds, or 12-year-olds, or in this case, an 11-year-old, you know, has been screaming and saying some dumb shit in your ear? Manly They're stuff. the ones that came online. 
If this were in front of a live studio audience, I would stand up and clap. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll be here until Thursday. Try the veal. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm vulgar online, so that's how it is. It's funny you mention that you know, the the whole kind of trash talk and bullying thing. I, I and this is something else that happened this week. And I was debating whether or not to bring it up in the show because I, you know, I, I keep my personal life to a great to go than you know, funny and weird stories like smacking kids with Pepsi cans because they're egging my aunt's house, that kind of shit, or poisoning Santa Claus, you know, or, or you know, skinning the Easter Bunny, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I decided I'm going to bring this one up. And thank you, Martyr. What I've what I've had to do recently, uh, this happened the last couple of weeks, is the uh, my daughter has been uh, there's a boy at school who at first really liked her, and they're 11, they're in fifth grade, so, you know, this. Right. they're way ahead of where I was as far as the boy-girl relationship when I was her age. Oh, God. And I know that's the Hannah Montana treatment and, the, you know, the sexualization of the society. That's a debate for another time. Yeah. The point being, there, you know, it's the whole dating, which is they sit together at lunch. You know, you know going steady is them holding hands, that kind of thing. Anyway, it's a boy that at first kind of liked her, and... She doesn't really get the whole boy-girl thing other than you know, it's kind of a, a funny thing. They all giggle and laugh and run around on. Right. Then he turned around and said he didn't like her. So I guess he started making fun of her. I guess when she was giving her phone number to a girlfriend to set up a play date, uh, he wrote it down. And I guess he started telling everybody at school that he was going to put it on Facebook, you know, the phone oh, number. Geez. I guess he's got a cell phone. He's a little 11-year-old douchebag. He's got a cell phone. He's like, and he, I guess he took a couple pictures of her, and then I don't know if he like used MS Paint and put like stupid captions on there, like "I'm a dork" or "I'm a moron." If you want, if you have the address, we'll go beat the shit out of him. Uh, I have no problem hitting. Children. It's funny. I was. Uh, he, this is all in his Facebook. I, I'll nice. get to that. He was telling everybody at school that you know he was doing this to my daughter. He's putting up her pictures, her phone number, and he's making fun of her on his Facebook. And it got to the point where kids at school, the girls at school that she would hang around with, weren't eating lunch with her anymore because. This guy, this kid, was making so much fun of her, and she finally came to me and said it. And she and she doesn't really, you know, complain a whole lot about things like this. And she's like, "Dad, what's cyberbullying?" I said, "Well, it's when somebody makes fun of somebody at school." I didn't tell her I'm the king of it because that'd be kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, daughter, I invented it back in 1995. <laughs> When I called my first gamer, uh, you know, a shithead. And it kind of gone from there. So she's like, well, and she really got upset about this. It really bummed her out. She was asking about it every day. You know, it, it, it was really upsetting her. And I finally yeah. decided, all right. So at first, I tried looking at this kid's uh, Facebook account, which, of course, is set to private, as it should be. He's 11. Agree. I didn't even know 11-year-old Look, could have a Facebook account. They shouldn't have them. I'm right. sorry. I get the importance of social media. 11-year-olds do not need social media accounts. Right. They don't. There's they a reason really Facebook don't. at first was for college students. And just a to quick, grade women or something. Oh, and he, yeah. And a quick tangent, being friends with your grandmother and the rest of your family is both unavoidable eventually, because they'll bug you for two years until yes. you finally do it, and such a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> I love my grandmother, but I, I left it open at work once on Facebook. I left right. my account open. There's a game we play at where I work. It's called Leave Your Account Open, See What Happens. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. we've, we've done this. I know where this done, is going. I mean, we've I know done exactly this. Yeah. this is going. Well, it, I left it open completely like an idiot. And one of my buddies there, <laughs> basically, it was two days before Thanksgiving. 
And on my wall, brand new, right at the top, nice and shiny. God damn it. Hey, guys, really need some help here. I'm coming out to my family at Thanksgiving dinner, and I need some advice. Now, you would think, you would think that that's over the top enough that this is not going to get taken seriously. Ten minutes later, my grandmother is calling me. Matthew, do you need to... Er, damn it. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. Boryar, is there something we need to talk about? I love you no matter what. You know, and I'm getting... Oh, God, Grandma. Oh, come on. So, not to derail, but God, I hate it. Anyways, 11-year-olds should not... I mean, there should be some type of age limit. So, so you know what? I thought there was. Anyways, I, I go on there trying to look for... That's just funny. Uh, <laughs> I got a story, too. I'll, I'll do that in a minute. Uh, I'll tell you that story. It's an Ultima Online story, but a similar story uh, back at the store we used to play. Anyways. Yeah. So. Oh, we've done suicide notes. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's happened. There is no line we will not cross in this game. All right. But, anyways. So I try to look at this kid's Facebook account. And it's set to private as it should be, um, so I can't really verify it. And I'm thinking to myself, even if this guy actually didn't put up any of this stuff, he's obviously telling other kids because other kids are coming up to her. And her friends are telling this. The kid's twin brother's telling her this Jeez. and saying, "Hey, this is what he's doing. You know, what do you want to do about it? What are you going to say?" And it's just really wrecking her, you know, her self-esteem, and she doesn't want to go to school, and she's real upset. And I think to myself, when I was in school, when a kid bullied me, we got into a fight. I can remember to this day other ones, you know, people I, you know, punched in the mouth, punched in the I remember one time, I, I, didn't even, I think it was like the first guy I ever hit. It's like fifth grade. In fifth grade, I ran and punched him in the ear. And like cut his like little earlobe. He was bleeding, yeah. and he went crying, and he ran off. Never had a problem with him again. Actually, he transferred out of school two years ago. His father got uh, um, transferred to somewhere in Georgia or whatever. Anyways, so I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do about this. You know, yeah. do I call the school? Do I call the principal? I don't have the number to the family. I'm thinking, all right, I'll call the parents directly and deal with that. Right. So I sit down with Mystic Man. We try to hash this thing out, what we're going to do. So I, I eventually call the teacher, who then called the principal, who then called the parents and said, look, this is what's going on. Knock look into it because we have a zero tolerance policy, et cetera. Right. And I said, look, even if he doesn't have anything on his Facebook, he's telling people that there is. Right. And a lot of these kids that are that he's telling aren't friends of his on Facebook, so either they don't have their own accounts, or they do, and he's not friends with them, so they can't verify it. So it eventually got to the point where, at first, I was just going to get his email, which I ended up getting, and just sign him up for the most ridiculous you know, donkey porn I could find. I'm talking like <laughs> the worst man-on-man videos in the internet, and have his parents like, what the hell are you doing when you're online? Yeah. And make Send them a lemon party. Yeah. I was like, all right, no. Then I actually, and, and I talked to Goomba Boy about this at work, and he actually gave me a couple ideas. That You want to talk about a twisted son of a bitch, that's Goomba Boy. I don't know if I'll ever get him over here on the microphone. That radio's not really his thing, but he, he is a, a, a listener. And uh, I was telling him, like, you know what? What I should do is give out this kid's Facebook and give out his uh, uh, email address over the airwaves. And I'm like, this is, you yeah, know, the, the listener. the internet hate machine on Yeah, I'm like, this is the internet, you know, the uh, listener base. That went and trashed somebody's website because I made the mere mention, you know what, we need to start a feud with another show. Maybe right. we'll go to this one. Next thing you know, there's you were there. Yeah. So it's, everyone's on red alert. Call it off, call it off. Right. Oh god. So then I get a call from the you know the parents, the cops, like, we're receiving death threats and people are faxing over, you know, slongs and stuff on our fax machine, you know. Right. So We got a dog. It was awful. And it, it's something I've never really had to experience. So we've talked about it. You know, uh, at length here on the show about cyberbullying and how it's kind of, you know, come, come to the forefront, you know, not just in the news media, but 
you know, in general for discussion, I mean, how do you really handle it? Well, and this is going to sound extremely callous, but the thing is, it's hilarious when I'm doing it. Right. Everyone else is just a dick. Yeah. I mean, but that's the difference, of course, being that when we, because I know you're an asshole too, so when we do it, it's in gaming, it's somewhere it's supposed to be a mature audience. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you're letting your 11-year-old kid play Black Ops? It does say M for mature for a reason. Yes. So I will tongue punch your mom's heart box, so suck it. Um, but that's but, the thing. Because but you're, you're... if you're on Facebook, right. you know, that's real identities. Yes. That's, I mean, we had a... We had a similar situation with my cousin. Um, she is 16. My cousin is extremely pretty. Okay. And luckily, there's four of us that are older, and two of us have been to jail. So <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the leverage. I've got, you've got me. I'm a Marine. You've got um, my buddy who I used to live with, and he's my cousin. Uh, he's a firefighter. And then you've got my brother, who is currently on j in jail on intent to distribute charges. Uh, and is a big dude. Uh, he's a big boy. He's not the kind of guy you go, oh, fuck you. No. No. <laughs> not my brother. And then you've got my buddy's younger brother, and they, we're all older than her. So we all, you know, her new boyfriend's great, but we spend the entire time terrifying him as much as possible just to keep him on the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. You know, but, I mean, she's gone through similar things. You know, stuff getting posted on Facebook that literally was to the point where me, my brother, and those two were going to go to this kid's house and set shit straight because some of the stuff that gets posted is vile i mean some well, of the stuff they right. say is vile, and that's you know when it's all anonymous and it's all on video that's games one that's one yes, thing right but when you got people's real names and you're actually affecting their lives it's it's tough you know because censorship is a i'm not a fan any I'm step not either. In, any it, step in that direction in my opinion is dangerous had she been in a high school but right you know but what 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 about the one time where it starts off as fun and then it goes to where it sounds like it went with the Princess Imperial and my cousin? What about the step after that? What if it goes that next step and then it's a thing? And then someone is dying because don't even come near my family. And I'm sure right. you're the same way. You no, come near my are. family, you're dead. I don't care. But that's too late. You know, and you read these stories about cyberbullying and yeah, Fox News blows it way out of port. I, look, guys, I'm a conservative. I love most of Fox's coverage, but they don't get the internet. They never will. They never have. Or gaming. Right. They, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't understand the culture. They never have. They never will. you got to take it with a grain of salt. But they flip their shit, and all the other news networks flip their shit about cyberbullying. They take it too far. They sensationalize it. But the fact of the matter is, there are things that happen online that you're looking at it and going, what the fuck? How is this fun? How is it fun to terrorize a little girl? How is it fun to do some of this stuff you know i mean the difference for me is age because it's the same thing with me i understand that you know I, i'm not i do not like censorship either if you've listened to the show for more than 10 minutes you've pretty much figured that out at this point all right i'm not big on fc rules not big on censorship censor yourself okay having my said cousin that, 16 porter and i will murder you see he's norwegian oh there age limits different there or something no i just never gonna get to him he's in fucking norwegia oh i'll buy a plane ticket so i don't care can you get there by plane in Norwegia? I mean, I might yeah, need I mean, to buy a ship or boat, something. Yeah. Go a Viking. <laughs> Anyhow, it's different when, you know, she's 11 years old and doesn't really understand what's going on or understands how the Internet works. Because I'm, this other kid obviously doesn't either. If it was a high school thing, I would say, you know what, that's high school. It's just a different form of bullying that we all dealt with. Right. You just have to put up with it. You know, but you're right. What happens when you get to that next step? Do you take matters into your own hands? I mean, I mean what part... 
of the line, you know, that you cross, you say enough is enough. I mean, there's got to right. be a line in the sand. So you, you can go this far, but no further. Yeah. And there's no real definitive point. It, it's really subjective. But it's, for her, it's very hard to understand because she doesn't get it. She's nice to everybody. Right. And she doesn't know why this is happening. It, it could be just, I like you, therefore I treat you badly. I, I hate you because I don't know how to express that. Because they're uh, only I mean, 11. Let's be honest. The oldest move in the dating book is kick her in the shins and run away. Right. So treat her mean, keep her keen type thing. Right. So I, I understand that. But it, I guess it's another example of technology outstripping society. We just had to kind of catch up with it. So, I mean, inevitably that's what ended up happening. And I guess the, the, the parents said that they have access to the kid's Facebook and they'll, they'll look into it and they will handle it. So and the, I almost didn't say anything because there's only two weeks left in school. School is out next week. But I'm thinking to myself, you know what, Facebook doesn't go away. There is no off-season right. for Facebook. That could stay up all year yeah, or all summer, and then we've got to deal with it. And I'm like, it's like I don't want this to stick around. And it's really got her upset. I mean, she's not the confrontational type. She's not, you know, I, Lord knows I love How her. How the she's, hell did that happen? I know. Uh, <laughs> no, long story. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she didn't take after me in a lot of ways uh, for whatever yeah. reason. She got the eyes and she got the looks, and that was about it. Thank God. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't. She's not a, a very confrontational. She's not, you know, a, a socially strong person. She's very shy, very easygoing, and she doesn't understand when people treat others poorly. So, Jamalman says, if you write crap on someone in Norway, you can be arrested and fined. The law will also become more strict in Norway when it comes to bullies. See, the the problem, <clears throat> Jamalman, uh, is that's a heavy hand. I mean, that's a really heavy handed approach in my in my opinion. Um, in my Shut opinion, up, it gets dangerous when just by writing something, you can be arrested and fined. That is something I am not for. That becomes subjective. Who's the judge? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that there's some type of protection, but I just think it's, it's too much too far. You know, okay, and, and, you know what? <clears throat> and to be fair to Jamal, there may be much more strict. It's a very basic statement he's making. Oh, yeah. I I'm don't sure. know the I'm law sure. in Norway. It, it could be some, like a libel law here. I'm actually Where? an expert in Norwegian law. Sir. Are you? N- okay. Yes, I'm very good. I got nothing. Oh, you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I was kind of hoping you blind shakes come out of there. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Now, so, Amp, are you sh- absolutely sure she's your daughter? Well, they do sell paternity tests at Rite Aid now, so you could jack. Do they? Uh, yeah, okay, it's right. ridiculous. No shit, they do. Hey, honey. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get <laughs> some Q-tips, <laughs> and we're gonna get some ketchup. You know what? Let's find out who your daddy is. I mean, really. At Rite Aid. Thanks, Cal Gore. I thought the spawn of Imp was supposed to be the equal to the spawn of Satan. <laughs> I uh, like that. Where's the Archbishop Shriggs to put you on the straight and narrow? As it happens, I thought I was a very... Uh, Benevolent God? Yeah, well, I was... Uh, <laughs> vengeful I was, God, I was but gonna it's certainly not a that. satanic one. Every case is subjective. Yeah, Snapple, no. I mean, to a point, but I mean... Well, you know, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you can write down a law... It's you know it's I'm trying to think what it's actually called in law, but it's it's very definitive. And when you pass a law, okay, it has to be very specific. Like if you say, you know, people can't protest at funerals. Well, you have to specifically say you cannot protest within 300 feet of you know a funeral. Otherwise, right. it's like well, we're right outside the fence. Yes, or we're a mile away and they're still arrested. You know, it's you have to have it very specific, and it has to be catered specifically to to the situation you're putting it out there at. So it's Amp is the Old Testament God. Well, it could be. 
Floods. I mean, is, for a while there, I thought we were going to have one the way they're raining. How is there a market for pregnancy tests? Paternity tests, none left. To find out who daddy is. Yes. <laughs> the god of being, being a, a dick. dick. I like that. Well, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Actually. And, and that's it, what I'm kind of looking at. Oh, I could have trolled this guy hardcore. I really could have fucked it with him. But, I mean, then I'm going to get hauled before, you know, a judge and the police, and it's embarrassing, and, you know, then there's going to be, like, you know, pedo bear stuff going on. Or the pedophile, he kept on sending my, you know, son's email, like, <laughs> man porn. You know? Nope, I'm just being a dick, here. I sign him up for NAMBLA. And... <laughs> so. It's like that poster child episode of South Park. Cartman becomes the poster child of Nambla. Yes. Brings all the other kids in. And it brings up, what is it, the National Organization for Marlon Brando Lookalikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I oh, think we should awesome. be allowed to protest at funerals. I should be allowed to shoot them with a paintball gun. I'm all for, you know, protesting at a funeral Look, as long as you're so far away that they can't hear or see you. You know what, Barry? And I swear the only reason those people haven't been beaten to shit. I can't believe is, they haven't been. Is because of the self-control of most military guys. But you show up to one of my friend's funerals. And me and my buddies are there, and all you brought was old people and kids. People are going home with broken hips. All I, just, right? I cannot believe this has been going up for years, oh and my God. no one has taken it to these guys. Nobody. nobody I don't know how can, they get away with it. You have the right to say whatever you want. You also have the right to watch as my fist goes down your throat. There fucking is a consequence throat. to what you say. That's the thing. You're allowed to say whatever you like. The government won't censor you. Right. However, there, is, there, there are is consequences no, to what there, you do and say. Right. Yes. There is no protection against being offended. But on the other hand, the cops can't arrest me till after I do shit to you. So, I mean, I will hit you. So, it's one of those type of deals. But, I mean... Like Emp was saying, you got to be when it comes to laws, you got to be real specific and just anything. In this country, you have to be. It's supposed to be. Uh, uh, look at how many problems narrowly have, tailored. I think right. it's called. Look how many problems have come up because the law isn't specific and it gets left open to interpretation. Right. And then who's interpreting? You know, it might depend on what judge you get that day, and that's the person that's going to set the rule. Because the law was too. Open. And you better hope they don't have some kind of political agenda that is against what you're looking for. Right. So. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. And I heard about this. Have you seen the KKK versus the West Baptist Church video? No, I have not, but I have heard of this. Apparently, KKK counter-protested the West Baptist, West, what is Westboro. Westboro Baptist Church. Well, I think it was in Arlington or some other cemetery, and they showed up because, I guess, some of their former KKK members that were deceased were military and had been buried in that funeral or that uh, cemetery, so they went after the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm going to be honest, I'm generally not a fan of lynchings, but I, in this either. case, I'm not going to you know, worry about you it. You know, Grand Dragon and the Imperial Wizard want to go after some nut job. <laughs> I mean, it's win-win either way you look at it. Cause, you know. I like that, none left. You know you're doing something questionable when the fucking KKK <laughs> says you're bad. And everybody agrees. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anytime Wait, the clan and the rest of the world agree, you There's can be problem. pretty sure it's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, coming up uh, at the end of the second hour will be the mailbag. We also have Forbidden Knowledge uh, coming up later. We do have a This or That real quick. I'll uh, play here with Varyar. Also, we have an announcement coming up, and I have a cool story that just kind of broke last night uh, regarding, you know, kind of tie into the Forbidden Knowledge uh, World of Warcraft, and it was a a rather interesting story. I've given you the brief. uh, It's fascinating. Yes. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, all that and much more. We're going to 9 o'clock tonight. On uh, this, the Emperor's Court here on Versatile World Productions. We're going to kick it to break. Be back here in about uh, 10 to 12 minutes. See you.
This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. in here somewhere. Hang on. In the Emperor's Court. Remember, it's better to be a smartass than a dumbass. And trust me, if anybody know, she would. Ladies and gentlemen, you're back here at the Emperor's Court. I am your host, the Emperor. Join us through life. R.E.R. Always a pleasure. There you go. And this is on VTWProductions.com. I, I'm sorry, I got completely derailed. We were just watching those uh, epic rack battles of history. I was Hilarious. showing Varya. They are fucking hysterical, aren't they? Good <laughs> God, that's awesome. I still like the Hitler and Darth Vader one. I think it was my favorite. That's... Uh, it's, yeah, that was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your email is coming up at the uh, end of the hour, so get them in, emperor1g at cox.net. Uh, let's see. We do have Forbidden Knowledge coming up. We have This or That coming up. Uh, I want to tell this quick story, and uh, it's thank you for none left for mentioning it to me, and seem a little bit hypocritical. Although I was doing it for the lulls, and I think this guy actually is somewhat twisted and has a, uh, an actual problem. For those who have not been following it, uh, I, I posted this late last night uh, on the One G forums as well as the VTW forums about what's been going on about a week and a half ago. In fact, this is a person that's been in IRC quite a bit, and we counted them amongst the few women we actually know and we thought it confirmed. Or actually female, listen to the show. The person going under the name Dina, who's been in IRC quite a bit. And in fact, I, I believe I've read their commentary uh, on the air a couple times. This person uh, joined the 1G WoW Guild, basically the Empress Court Guild, uh, the Coil Fang server, USI. About a week and a half ago, two weeks ago when we started this. Actually, it was two weeks ago today. And again, we were under the impression that she really was a woman. And, you know, so. But in the immortal words of Admiral Akbar. It's a trap! And uh, it, it, <laughs> it was. Talk you, about foreshadowing. Listen, M, I, you're the god of the internet, but you got to remember, all the men on the internet are men. Yes. All the women are men. And all the children are undercover FBI agents. <laughs> Rules to follow anytime you're online. And we'll actually get to that in Forbidden Knowledge. Uh, I have something very similar to that uh, line of thought. Anyhow, this person then began, uh, I guess flirting would be the only way to say it, with not only myself, but with a couple other people in the guild. Now, here's the storyline that she fed me. And right from the get-go, it didn't really make a lot of sense, so I never really bought into it. And I'll tell you why in a minute. She told me, and I keep calling her she at the moment, we'll get to that in a second, was a 39-year-old cop from New York on Long Island with five kids, pregnant with another one. You can always tell a good, you know, a good con has a lot of detail. A dumbass con has too much detail, oh, when yeah. especially when it starts to conflict oh, yeah. with everything. Who had a million-dollar beachfront house of course because do, her husband, who she had married out of convenience, is of Japanese descent, and who lost her family in a home invasion where her parents got killed after she was out of the house. And then later on, actually as the week went on, the stories got more elaborate. Then it wasn't just that her, that her parents got wiped out in a home invasion, but it was after she had stormed out of the house. And, oh, the guilt, and I hated this, and it was terrible, and feel sorry for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's terrible. That's horrible. So, have you contributed to the guild bank yet? Yeah, 
but don't you want to hear about you know my past? Like, no, not not really. <laughs> Internet attention whore. So then she says, well, then I'll just talk to this other person, this other person. I'm like, okay, you know, cool. So as it went on, she, you know, I noticed when we were doing events in Ventrilo, she would join, but she would never talk. So that was kind of odd. And, you know, maybe it was just, you know, a woman who's tired of being harassed on the Internet for being a chick. I get that. That does happen. Right. You know, except every now and again, she'd play what sounded like a stupid little clip, like a maniacal laugh or a woman kind of going, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, Just not like, oh, okay, well, you know, she doesn't talk, but clearly she is. So one day, backfired. after two or three days, this started, I mean, she keeps messaging me, and I'm like, oh, look, you know, I, and I, I'm trying to be very polite, because at the time, I'm taking her at face value. Yeah, her story seems kind of weird, because she's spending six, seven, eight hours online with five kids, and is pregnant, and a cop? Who has that kind of... I barely have enough time with one kid, yeah. and I'm not a cop. There are some inconsistencies there. Yes, there is. There are questions to be she asked. She goes far enough to make a Facebook, sends it to the wow. Ampers Court fan page, to myself, to a couple of the guys that go, all right, so... And the the chick that's on there is fairly attractive. It's the same picture she had sent us before when we were saying, you know, if you're, a, you know, we don't believe you until you send us a picture of yourself. Kind right. of, you know, taking in stride and making a joke about this whole thing of guys playing as women. Right. So I'm like, okay, you got a Facebook. So one day I said, all right. And I told Shriggs in the officer chat, and I think Mudderham was there too, I'm like, all right, I'm going to tell her that I just got an anonymous letter from somebody saying that she's a guy. And like, why would you do that? I said, because I don't, I think we're getting bullshitted here. I don't, I don't buy what's happening. Right. So like, just, you guys are my witness. If anybody ever asked, this is how it started. So I tell her, yeah, I got an anonymous letter. And I give no details about it. Now, right away, you'd think, if somebody was accusing you of being something that you're not, you immediately right. like, what? let me see this letter. Yeah, you know, bullshit. Read, right. Read me verbatim. What is it they're saying? Who sent this? You know, what was their email address? What was their character name? Nothing. Oh, well, no, I'm clearly not a man. I'm a guy. I'm a woman. Okay. Right. I, have, I have lady parts. Sure. It's okay. So I'm like, okay, we'll see where this goes. The next day, she messages me as soon as I log on to, wow. Oh, I've just, you know, I've had a horrible day. I had to go and contact Blizzard because I was being harassed by a bunch of, you know, random level one characters that somebody was making. I said, well, why would they do that? Oh, I think it's the same guy who sent you the letter. Attention. I'm like, bullshit right there. Yeah. There never was a letter. It was a lie from the get-go. And as soon as I told us, I told the shrinks from Martyrdom, I think Molten um, was on as well. Like, yeah, dude, you know, this chick is now telling everybody that, you know, she's being picked on. Because it's the same guy who sent the anonymous letter. I'm like, this is not a woman. And I, I told him at the time, like, I'm going to see if I can't draw her out and say something. Well, it, it took a little bit of time, and I haven't played uh, much on, you know, Wednesday and Thursday because everything that happened at work, I really wasn't online. I was pretty pissed to begin with. I still am pissed. There's a lot of cool people I, I hang out with at work that I'm not going to see as much anymore, which is very aggravating. That's neither here nor there. Right. So last night it all comes to a head where, you know, now it's, well, hey, you know, if you had a rough day, I could make it better for you. Okay. And how? Oh, you know. Hey, I heard you mention on the uh, air that Mystic Mim is going on vacation in July. You know, New York's not too far away. You know, it's. How is. 
he, she planning on playing that off? Like, what if you said yes and went there? That's exactly oh, what I well, asked little shit. Yeah, that's yes. my sister, but I guess since you're here, we could just hang out and be bros. Right. You know, I mean, how's that going to go? I asked the exact same question. Trust I mean, me, we're getting there. Oh, was absolutely. Was she going for the roofie technique? Like, just get you close enough, drug you up, do whatever? I mean, by she, of course, I mean he. He, yeah, I, I asked the exact same oh, question. Wow. I'll get to that in a minute. Anyways. That's just so, creepy on multiple levels. I'm like, well, you know what? Before we go any further, and maybe you could make my day a lot better. You know, it would make my day a whole lot better if I could just talk to you on Ventrilo. And I'm, and I'm telling Shriggs. He's like, what the hell is all going on? What is this all about? I took screenshots, too, of me telling. I've got those screenshots from yeah. WoW. I said, you are my witness. If anybody asks, I decided to. And I didn't tell him specifically what's going on because just in case this all blows up in my face. Right. Um. And I took the screenshots just in case somebody comes back and says, oh, you're a Florida North your entire time. No, sir. I've got the proof. Played it like a fiddle. Anyways, <laughs> I said, well, you know, oh, God, it would make me feel so much better if you just get out of the intro and talk to me. You know, maybe your, your soothing voice was Mystic Mim. Oh, she's ignoring me. She won't talk to me. Maybe, maybe you know what it's like. Maybe you were like, oh, okay. Well, how about I read you my a favorite passage of my favorite book? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. So we get out of the intro and there's like dead silence. And then... It sounds like a very, very poor recording, and it's like music playing in the background, of some 12-year-old girl reading something out of a book that I, I can't understand, like, every other word. I'm like, okay, yeah, and she reads it. It's like, so what'd you think? I'm like, uh, what was the title of the book? And there's, like, dead silence for, like, a minute, two minutes, and then it's, it's like, uh, you know, my fears for the past. I'm like, wow, that sounded like a clip, like right. a sound clip. Yeah. You know, like when we play, you know, it is better to die for the emperor than live for yourself. Like that, but really yeah. quick. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. What was it again? My fears of the past. It was like the same exact, same thing. exact inflection like, and everything. Gotcha, Done. bitch. Caught. Yeah. You're fucked. So I said, oh, okay. But not by me. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Hey, do you know what time it is? I can't get my uh, clock to work. Do you know what time? I tell you what, can you say, um, tell me what time it is and what's, today, what today, what's today's date? Dead silence. Oh, at that point, he's got to know. Oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I said it's over. I tell you what. You know what? Can you just say hi, Amp? Can you just say my name? I'll even tell my real name. Just can you say that for me? Can you tell me what time it is? What's today's date? You know what? Why don't you just say your name? Dead silence. Yeah. And then she brings up the chat bubble, the the chat ability in Ventrilo. Oh, I'm too nervous to talk. And I actually copied the entire conversation and pasted it. The entire conversation. This goes on from, at, at this point, she realized she's caught. I'm like, and then I, you know, I said, so, you're being harassed by players on the internet, huh? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's depressed me. I have anxiety issues and, f- and I got, you know, fear issues. I'm like, okay. So do you think this is still tied into that letter? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Said, so what was I, what would happen if I was to tell you that uh, that whole thing was bullshit? There was no letter. Nothing. And it's like, in fact, here, let me, let me pull it up. I've got right, this, me, and you yeah, can tell. Right where it happened, because there's like a pause of a couple minutes before it actually sinks in. It's like, fuck. Right. Uh, I know I'm a pain in the ass. Yeah, the decision I told her was she can either come online and talk to me in person, or she would just go back to being anonymous, Dean, and nobody would care. Let's see. Uh, I want to try something, see how nervous I'd be, I try to throw half my words. Then she goes on to say that it was a recording she made because she was too nervous to talk to me in person. Okay? Then she's like, I'll just go back to being Dina, you know, in quotations, the genderless Dina. Look, All right. I mean, it's it's a good show, but am I supposed to genuflect in your presence, or how's that going to, I mean, because it sounds like, ugh. No kidding, this is getting, it, holy crap. So then it continues on. Then it's, okay, there, I didn't tell you the whole story. The whole story is, uh, we're on the verge of divorce. It was with her husband, oh, of, of course. course. 
And I was oh, hoping when the to drama make some fails. Yes. More drama. And I was hoping to make new guy friends and maybe get a relationship with one. But you're the one I fell for. This is oh, all a quote. My God. And I know it can't work. And of course, you don't see my conversation because I am actually physically talking at the time. And stupid me didn't record it, but that's fine. I got her responses all here, and it's it's locked. This is this is like a lifetime movie. A it bad really lifetime is movie. a bad one. It just keeps getting worse. Oh, that's awesome. So at this point, you know, it, it's it's going on, and and she realizes she misspelled asinine. Right, oh, I should space. I'm just saying, misspelled a lot of stuff. Anyway, start of the day, you were sent that letter. I know, well aware. Look, I like you a lot, and you're married. I've been acting like a you know, Hot. but I'm completely uh, completely dicked that up, like everything else. This dumb is soon. Where I'm trying to figure out. I say, that's right. Keep asking what. Just tell me what the time it is. It's three eleven. She types it in. I'm not from OMFG. Right, because nice. I. She's like, oh, I'm not from anybody. I'm not from you know any one oh, website. Ah, so nobody did send that letter. Right, and that's when I tell her. And I'm like, all right, I'll tell you my story. I haven't been truthful. You've already caught me. No point in trying to salvage this. So then she goes on to tell me that she's not thirty nine. She's a twenty one year old chick. Gonna uh, be twenty two in September. She flunked out of college, has no job, gained a little bit of weight. Those pictures truly are her from a year ago. She lives with her mom, but she hits herself because she has anger what? problems. She doesn't cut herself, but she hits herself. Like in the face? That no, doesn't she, make she, sense at all. I, I don't know. It just says, I hit myself and I have you know, I bruises. I don't have a real mic. You know, this keeps happening. I know I need to see a doctor. So at this point, I'm thinking, all right, Jesus. this is another story. I don't buy any of this. Right. I said, I'll tell of you course. what. And she goes on to say, you know, all the guys are going to hate me. I said, okay, I'll, I'll give you a chance. If you make a post on the forums and you let everybody know what's going on, who you truly are, and make an apology. Right. If you take a picture of yourself holding a sign right. that says, sorry, guys, or sorry, 1G, and then with a computer monitor in the background with our front, you know, our homepage on it. Right. And then get a microphone all today and get on Ventrilo and apologize over voice chat. Right. I said, I think a lot of the guys will probably, you know, understand where you're coming from. You're right. embarrassed with your home situation. Look, we've all been there. Yeah. All right. I'm giving her the out. Yeah. It's one of yeah. those fuck it, who cares type of deals. Right. She doesn't want to do any of this. And it uh, just like, well, no not. one's going to like me. And I don't, you know, I, everyone's going to hate my guts. See, this, she's like, I'm 5'5, five, five, I have brown, brown and black hair, I'm 165 pounds with no money. And she's, she's bad in high school. And I, oh, this keeps going on and on and on. I'm like, the more detail this bitch throws in there. And then I start lecturing her as to what she did wrong. I'm like, this is where you fell apart right from the get-go. <laughs> and I'll get to that in the forbidden knowledge because that's kind of where it goes and goes to. Anyways, the whole thing culminates when I finally said, all right, look, you're not going to do everything I've asked. You're trying to – what she basically says is I'm not going to make an apology. I'll make the apology, but I'm not going to take the picture. And I'm not going to go on Ventrilo. vanish. Right. I said, no, that's not, how the, that's not how the game's played. Nope. You either do what I tell you or you're screwed. I will tell everybody. Right. And I did. I'll get to that. Oh, yeah. I said, I tell you what. Why don't you just cut your losses? Tell me you're really a guy. Let's just bury this thing you go on your way. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'll let you slide. He's like, okay, fine. I'm a guy. Fine. But my home life is real. I thought, and I said, okay, now you're fucked. Well, I thought you said you wouldn't. I said, no, I'm posting everything. And she says, you screenshotted this conversation? <laughs> you're going to say it on the show? Damn right. Oh, oh then I misunderstood. Whatever you feel is right, I deserve it. Oh, yes, you do, you whore. So it turns oh, out it wasn't awesome. a chick. It was a guy. It wasn't, she wasn't just playing me the entire time either. She was playing other people in the clan right. and other people in the VTW community. I'm talking IRC, on the forums, all kinds of shit. Uh. So thank you, Martyrdom, for going ahead and, and posting the links to it. So I posted it first on the 1G page, including uh, a copy because I, I pasted it into uh, – uh, 
There you go, manly stuff. You got it. Actually, it's how to detect uh, a girl or a guy playing a girl on the internet. And so I, I, I posted on the 1G forums. I posted on the VTW forums. I had her IP, no wise bander from the VTW. I IP bander him from our forums. I posted on the official forums on World of Warcraft and the Coilfang server forums, right. as well as Let to the know. Armory, the name of his character, the names on the other characters he claims he had on the different servers. That bitch, that whore, that fuckwad isn't going to go anywhere. It's <laughs> everywhere. Emp knows this because he has trolled as a girl before. You know, if, it's funny in the left because now that you mentioned, I did tell this person last night. I'm like, <laughs> look, and I told him specifically, the first rule is don't con a con artist. All right, and yes, I think I've told that story now, and that reminds me. I did this before, but I did it because it was an asshole clan that was kind of ruining the server with, with wind trading, and I was you know, being a dick. I only did it the once, though. <laughs> no, this guy admits that he continues to do it over and over and over again. So I'm like, and I start and lecturing him. For no specific him. purpose. But I, I ask, I, you're right. You know, I don't understand what the end game was supposed to be. If it, it, is it just attention whoring? Because that's, in that case, it's just annoying, it. so whatever, you know. But the whole, oh, well, you could come to New York. or you I could, asked him what that. What the fuck is that about? And it's in there. I said, what would have happened had I said, absolutely, let's meet up. Well, I would have tied you up, thrown you in the trunk, and, you know, He's worn like, your oh, skin for three days. I didn't, I didn't, you know, think that far ahead. By the way, it's B-A-S-T, not B-A-S-T-E. It's Bast, the Egyptian goddess of something or other. Egyptian Locked cat away. goddess. Thank you. Uh, actually, it's uh, the name of the elf character in uh, one of John Ringo's series. So There Will Be Dragons. Yes. Uh, it's the Council of War series. Yeah, There Will Be Dragons, Emerald Sea, and all that It's a good series. No, it's But he I, hasn't touched it in years. I know. So, shut up, Xanath. <laughs> no one likes you. You have no friends. Yeah, so that's what the whole thing culminated in, is this. And, I, and he's like, oh, I didn't think that far ahead. I said, so what? I would have just showed up on your porch? You invited me in, like, oh, hey, you're a dude. How pissed would I be? Well, why been? don't we just get, you know, since you're here, let's get a beer. I mean, let's be buddies. Yeah. What? I'm like, I was expecting this, you know, hot, you know, brunette chick that obviously I just, you know, either ditched my wife or ran off to New York without telling her while she's on vacation. Right. To shack up with something. Now, okay, look. Yeah, I'm kind of giving away a bit of the forbidden knowledge, but this is, uh, this is true. Nobody on the internet is that interesting. If somebody randomly selects you and starts talking to you on a game and is pretending... Good, I'm glad the MLG stream is dead. Oh, you should be listening to me. Fuck that. <laughs> and starts chatting you up in a game and wants to hook up with you, having never met you, having never seen a picture of what you look like, there is something wrong. You are not that interesting. You are not that special. You know, this may, you know, I'm just reading the IRC while we go here. Right. This may perhaps play into Dina's hands or whatnot, and maybe this is, you know, what the attention whore wanted. But at the same time, it is a very Fine. teachable moment. Yes. You know, it, it, we're trying to help you guys out here. If she right? wants the attention, or he wants the attention, that's cool. Right. What I don't think he was banking out is being, you know, banned from five different websites and being, uh, becoming a pariah on every server in World of Warcraft. Right. That's a pay. That's what your result is. Congratulations. Proportional response and emp don't belong in the same sentence, ladies and gentlemen. Scorched earth nuclear war is more his policy. I don't believe in the weapon you never use. I believe in the weapon you use once. Exactly. Work for my dad. It's work for America. (laughs) And it's worked pretty well so far. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tony Stark on the mic. Sometimes I wonder if I was, you know, channeling Tony Stark years and years ago before he ever came out to the big screen. 
It's a similar story, except I don't have a suit. I'm not rich, and I don't have a sports car. Or what a cultural. Yeah. What the hell with the woman? I want the suit. Oh, yeah. I'd take that suit over pretty much anything. Uh, okay. There you go. That's cool. But the hell? Why is that going here? No idea. Oh, shit. I hope I didn't. Okay, no. I'm thinking to myself, great. I just signed up, like, the Emperor's Court fan page, just friended a buddy of mine from work. Oh, no. <laughs> it's and over. it's a female buddy, too. Oh, no. Nice. So, Dave, you want to tell me about the Emperor's Court? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't listen. It's yeah, not Emperor, meant like for that. you. No, that's right. No. No. There are a couple of buddies at work that listen, and only a couple. No, I'm very circumspect with who I tell at work. Oh, yeah. They're going to listen to this and, like, they're going to look at me. <laughs> I'm and all a lot of a sudden, different. you're the guy no one will sit with at the lunch table. Yeah, no. He's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. Did you hear last night? They were talking about brown people again. <laughs> uh, you know what? It occurs to me we're an hour and a half into this, and I have yet to actually uh, pop up any one of the many different... Yeah, you um, got a ton of stuff up here. But I did want to get to this one. Let's kick this one off here. All I right. found this one on Fox yesterday, and I, I had to read it twice. I'm like, are you serious? Man. I thought Japan was fucked up. Go ahead, Mario. All right. This one from Fox News. A teenager in China sold one of his kidneys to buy an iPad 2. Chinese newspaper The Global Times reported on Thursday. The 17-year-old boy, identified only by the surname Zheng. Zheng, searched the Internet and found a buyer who was willing to pay 22,000 yuan, or $3,400, for the organ. Isn't that low for a kidney? We got fucking ripped off. We paid him by yeah, hundreds I of mean, thousands in I, this I country. I thought we paid like 50 grand or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Kidneys. That kid got fucked. <laughs> All right. Without telling his family of his plans, he traveled north from his home in the eastern Anhui province to a hospital in the city of Chenzhou in Hunan <laughs> province. <laughs> I'm just, I, I like know. the inflection. Chenzhou. Thank you. Where he was operated on under the supervision of a kidney-selling agent. <laughs> when did that become a career track? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to interject. This is crazy. Look, you know he turned around and sold it to somebody else for like 60 grand. Oh, so. yeah. That We're motherfucker made a margin, dude. I'm We're telling you. Good lord. Stupid kids. All right. His mother's suspicions were aroused when her son returned home with an iPad 2 and an iPhone. And a scar? I mean, as a, was that something maybe she noticed? The giant sutures in his back? How long was he gone? I mean, you just All ripped right. a kidney out of him. There's got to be some recovery time, right? right? All right. Well, let's see. What's that? And Zheng, who was left with a deep red scar from the surgery, was forced to admit what he did. She took him back to Chen Chao <laughs> to report the crime, but the contact numbers the kidneys agents gave the kidney agents gave Zheng were not working. The hospital, which admitted contracting out its urology department to a businessman, denied any connection with the kidney removal operation. Holy so who crap. the hell took the kidney? I can just see Apple's new logo in China, like. Apple, we've got an organ for that. It's <laughs> you bought an iPad to an iPhone. You're thirty four hundred bucks. I mean, you're in China. I, what do you spend the rest of the money on? I mean, the data plan, I assume. I, it's <laughs> nice to have it, but now you can't afford to use it. Right. Not That's, to mention, you're out in the freaking boonies. I mean, Plus, you got fucking ripped off for that kidney. 3400 bucks. I mean, 3400 bucks. And the hospital's like, no, we didn't take it out. So who the hell took it out? The selling agent? Well, we contracted out the urology department. This guy came in, handed us a sack of cash, and we said, go nuts. You know, I, Here's a scalpel. Here's a book. He probably used the iPad, too. He's going to give the kid to figure out what he's doing. <laughs> Looking, Looking up, up on Wikipedia. Surgery. There we go. <laughs> 
That sucks. Wow. I mean, look. Jeez. You know, I wouldn't mind having a tablet for when I'm sitting down playing my Japanese games and I need translations because it's kind of a pain to run all the way over here to where the computer is versus where the TV is. That's crazy. But seriously? Oh, okay. Escapist Magazine. Teen sells kid for iPad 2. All right. I didn't realize somebody else sent this to me. I like the first sentence. Apple's iPad 2 has quickly become the must-have gadget for a lot of tech junkies. And, of course, that translates into sell your kidney. <laughs> Get an iPad. Holy shit. That's Apple can oh. now truly say our iPad is now worth one of your organs. <laughs> it is the same value as your lung. <laughs> the life-giving property. Look, you can either have a life-giving you know, operation or an iPad. It's the same value. Your choice. Jesus. Oh, I don't know. I think I can put up with the dialysis uh, for a couple more years maybe. if I can just get that iPad. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see? The new one has two video cameras in it. That's definitely a kidney. <laughs> Kidney 2.0 will change everything. <laughs> More like you. Kidney. You plus the iPad. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Google search how to take out a kidney. I'm sure you can find it. I mean, anyways, uh, I, I saw that. I'm like, wow, I got to get this. This is, this is gold. That's insane. China, man. It's, I mean, the Japanese Prisoners have like... are gold farming. Yeah. Kidneys going for iPads. And they shoot each other over like in-game items and lineage. You think you could just walk up to a salesman selling an iPad and hand him a kidney and just call it an even swap? Yeah, I mean... They got, what, in South Korea, got kids, you know, dropping over dead from playing 38-hour yeah. marathons Jeez. of StarCraft. Japan... Need we say more? It's yeah, like Florida. Like, it's, it's an, a, a, Japan, home of 78% of the world's weird shit. I mean, since 1945. Good, yeah, good <laughs> God. That might have been a side effect. I kind of feel bad for that one now. Oh, like, my God. Looking back on it, wow, maybe we should have just wiped them out. Rape. It's how you say hello in Japan. I mean, Jesus. EscapeMagazine.com. New Transformers MMO details roll out. See, this is news to me because I didn't know I they didn't had know an they MMO. Had, yeah, I hadn't heard about this at all. Not only does the new MMO have a name, but it's going to be on display this weekend. Not too long ago, it was revealed that Jagex, which is only a couple of letters away from Jag Off, was working <laughs> on an MMO based on the popular Transformers franchise. Now, the game has an official name, Transformers Universe, an official website, and an official sign-up for the game's official newsletter. So it sounds like the game is officially official. Transformers Universe is going to be a free-to-play browser-based MMO, much like RuinScape, which is also developed by the same company. Other than that, details are kind of sparse. But Jagex is promising to release a lot more information at this week's BotCon, the official Transformers fan convention in Pasadena, California. Again, something else I did not know. I, I look didn't know they had their own convention. I mark out for the old Transformers 80s cartoon as much as the next guy who grew up at right. the same time I did. But I don't know if you necessarily need a BotCon. Jagex will apparently be showing off the game at the convention as promising that folks in attendance, quote, will be the first to see the graphical style and direction of the game. Based on the placeholder graphic on the homepage, it seems like the game will be embracing the visual style of the original cartoon series instead of the look from the Michael Bay films, which, let's be honest, can only be a good thing. Hmm. I'm still on the BotCon thing. I don't. That seems unnecessary. You know what? I'm, I'm curious. Don't left. See if you can find me some attendance numbers for BotCon. I'm curious how many people actually go to this thing. I, I, I mean, it, when you get into these these 
really niche kind of conventions that are based on like one franchise or one series. Right. I mean, how many of them really do well? Well, and how much staying power can something like that possibly have? Like right. maybe after the new Transformer movie comes out, you know, that year you get a big search. But then doesn't it just trickle? I mean, like you said, old school Transformers, I am in, you know, but it's not like I'm going to Pasadena to see more. Right. It's the same cartoons right. I've already seen. Uh, yeah. You have the same figures I do. And between 1988 and 2004, when the movie came out, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, you can count on your hands how many of those actually work. A Star Trek convention, a Star Wars convention, and even nowadays, it's my understanding, they kind of roll those all together. Right. Because they aren't really you know, large enough to stand on their own. Well, how could they be? I mean, it's... Every time they put another convention, they're further diluting the market. There's only so many places. You know, it, it's not like most people have both either the time or the money to go to eight different conventions. It makes more sense to take a genre, yep. merge it, one big blowout. And, that was and a then sci-fi you know, con. You right, got everything. Right. And then, you know, you take your three or four day weekend and you go to that. But I don't have time. And I don't. Most people don't have time to go once a month to a different. Oh well, the Star Trek conventions this month, and then next month we've got Transformers. After that, of course, it's Deep Space Nine, and I'll be seeing. People can't take off work that much. People don't have that kind of disposable income for the most part. Not to mention, at some point you start getting a lot of overlap because there's always so oh, yeah. much material you can have. I'm like, look, I've seen you know Leonard Nimoy like three times. You know, I've seen you know fucking the Bumblebee you know panel about how it used to be a Volkswagen Bug that was yellow. I get it. At some point, it's kind of like anime conventions. There's a shit ton of them. They're everywhere. Right. There's like 12 in the state of Ohio alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all garbage and they're all small, except for the one that uh, Highlander used to run. That's the only really you know decent-sized. Right. We go to one convention a year in Baltimore. And I got to tell you, the convention over the last several years, I'd say the last three or four years, has not been up to standard with the rest. But there's more to do there. Then just go to the convention. Yeah. A lot of places we like to go eat. We'll catch an Orioles game. We'll go to the, you know, there's a, the Constellation. It's a warship there. I mean. Yeah. Oh, it was the nice thing about WindyCon. I, I went to that a couple years back. In Chicago? In Chicago. Yeah. I mean, if I get bored, it's not like there's nothing to do in Chicago. Right, yeah. You know, when I run out of stuff for the day, you know, although, holy God, those parties were crazy. Like, some, some of them were actually absolutely stupid, but some of them you're just like, really? In you Chicago? that was a good idea? Yeah. The the hotel parties, the floor parties. Oh, okay. You know, at the convention. But, uh, I mean, there's restaurants. It's Chicago. There's restaurants. There's museums. You know, they've, get, they've got a ton of stuff to do. I've got family up there, you know, so that's the appeal for me. I, I don't think I could go and just hang out for four or five days. No, you can't. You know, it, it's too much. I mean, we'll go. We, we usually hit up, you know, we go to Otakon. And I've been trying to get people to go with us for a long time now. I think we have a lot more time with EmpCon. Yeah, EmpCon. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the VTW convention in Las Vegas this year. We're just going to rename it EmpCon. And, like, <laughs> Octane will be there and no lies. And we're just like, no one talk to them. Just ignore them. We're taking this bitch over. Right. It'll be like me and Highlander and, and Varya here, and we'll show up. And, uh, fuck, uh, Legal Tender will probably already be there. I swear to God, he lives there in Vegas. So I love Vegas. Oh. I destroy myself every time I go, though. It gets worse and worse. My Just liver ignore hates them. me. Like, no one showed up to talk to you in your shitty show. We're all here for Imp. <laughs> let's all get, you know, let's all go watch Varya get blasted and get you know, arrested. Over. Yeah, that would definitely happen. Watch Legal Tender lose his ass at the craps table. I'm sorry. He plays Texas Hold'em. Ah, yeah. uh, I love poker. We'd yeah. get along. That's actually what he's doing as we speak. 
Really? Uh, his brother called up and said that they were going to have a, a money game at his at his house. Oh, okay. Do you want to come over? He's like, I'm in. He calls me up. He's like, yeah, I can't make the show Saturday. Like, why? What happened? Yeah, there's a poker game. <laughs> oh, really? He's like, yeah. Dick so I'm going to go to that. Dude. Sorry, move. I can walk away like 150 bucks, Or I can talk in your show and everybody have call me console fag. So I'm going to go make the money. <laughs> if you want me in next week, I'll be here. <laughs> See, I'm going to be at the console fact. You guys, I, I swear to God, it, it was funny. They were merciless. Oh, as soon as they heard in the pre-show music that he was on, it's like, get him! And nice. it was just, IRC was running wild. You missed it. It was, it was something else. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. So That's awesome. I, I would go to VTWCon if, one, I had the money, because I'm not going to, I imagine, by that time. But secondly, I'm not really sure how many people actually go to it. Here's the thing. There's a whole VTWCon? Well, the... The idea was by Octail was that BlizzCon is extremely expensive, and he is of the opinion, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but he is of the opinion you don't really get a whole lot of bang for your buck Okay, for what it is. And I would tend to agree with him on that, because okay. a lot of people, I've received a lot of messages, a lot of people ask me, you know, Ep, now that you're back in the world of Warcraft, do you plan on going to BlizzCon? And I, I'm on record, I would not go to BlizzCon unless they invited me to go there to broadcast one of their StarCraft or Warcraft games. That would be cool. So I have not. Right. But Octail says, rather than going up to Anaheim, well, why don't we just get as many listeners as we can, and uh, during the same you know time period or you know a couple months after the fact, we'll go to Las Vegas, and we'll have our VTW con, we'll just have a bunch of listeners and show hosts and staff, because Octail is from Colorado, and Gnome Wise and crew are in Arizona, so it's not that far for most of them. Right. That's some of the bigger shows. Well, Baron and I can prop up the bar. Yeah. You know. Go to the tables. Zan says, speaking of last week, did you proofread anything Highlanders sent in this time? Up? Actually, he was not able to send anything in, so I didn't have to. Hmm. Uh, Manly stuff. Last week's show isn't nearly as good without the IRC chat. Yeah, because, I, mean, I disagree. Legal Tender held his own. I think he did well. I think in a, a roundtable type setting, he would do fine. As a, a go-to show host or co-host, not... he doesn't have the experience of it yet. Oh, okay. So... Not really yeah, he, his uh, cup of tea. Right. Where you were, obviously, Hunter can can step in and probably solo a show if he had to. He couldn't. Okay. And his interests don't really run that way, and that's fine. Uh, Calgary said, hey, did you, didn't you win some sort of prize for casting an arena game? It's funny you mention that. <laughs> I actually got the other computer, the Whopper 2. I got it up and running. I have it here to my left. And I meant to get off the uh, video of me uh, winning the winning video I did. For the monitor that I got. And I keep meaning to post it to YouTube. I'll probably do that tomorrow. 8,000 people go to BotCon? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Really? Best I could find, Will, and try and get more recent one. Okay, wow, that's a decent-sized convention. Huh. Uh, yeah. There's 11 million people and 30,000 tickets to BlizzCon. It's just silly fanboys. Little Rex says he got his ass beat like a drum <laughs> last weekend. Wow. That's true. That's why he went to play poker tonight, guys. I mean, but Otakon pulls in 32, 33,000, and they have to cap it. So, yeah, 8,000 people. I, I'm uh, For I'm, Transformers? That's that's Joe, a lot higher really? than I would have guessed. I, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Come on. So, uh, does any... Okay, how about this on left? How many people showed up to the VTW Con? If it's more than 100, I'll be, I'll be stunned. But, uh, yeah, I... I Otakon is the only one I'm going to this year. I, I don't... It's a money issue. I've got the time now. You know, I've not I've got the vacation all that saved up, but, you know, like you said, 
it's kind of hard to get the money and the time to fly off to one place or another. Right. And we drive to Baltimore. It's like a six and a half, seven hour drive. We stay in Gettysburg for a day. But, yeah, Octail's not here. He left a while ago. Wait, you know, wow. And you're the IRC rep? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he may not be paying attention. Now, somebody sent this in. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, I actually, this is one of, uh, I think it's, uh, is it Xavier's son or Xanath sent this in? I'll have to take a look at it. Uh, the five most extravagant ways cities have been wiped out from Cracked.com. Cool. Go ahead. All right. Where do you want me to? Uh, Number five. Oh, okay. Ubar, I think. The Atlantis of the Sands. Deep in the recesses of Islamic legend, there was once a region so corrupt that God smote it. Not with fire and brimstone, but with sand. And as anyone who's ever lost a set of keys at the beach knows, finding a city smote with sand is as hard as finding a needle smote with haystack. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. While some thought the place was a fairy tale, no one could ignore the fact that its name, Ubar, kept popping up in the Quran, in the Book of One Thousand and One Nights, in the writings of Ptolemy, Ptolemy and in Lawrence of Arabia's Wet Mares. It wasn't until the 1980s that archaeologists, using NASA satellites and super radars, located a network of camel roads leading to the remains of Ubar situated deep in the Rub al-Khali Desert in the Arabian Peninsula. The records they discovered indicated the area had been a thriving hotspot. For about 5,000 years, people from Persia, Greece, and Rome flocked there for one of the major commodities of yesteryear, heroin. Still a commodity? My brother can get it. <laughs> Just kidding, it was frankincense. Can you get that? <laughs> well, that might be trickier, but if it's in the Akron area, probably. <laughs> and then one day, all the hippies flocking for the flocking there for their they misspelled there that annoys me. All the hippies flocking there for their sweet frankincense fix returned, saying the roads leading up to the city just sort of ended. The city had disappeared. The horror. Sometime between 300 and 500 A.D., the city collapsed into a sinkhole, which then collapsed into a cave. Well, that's how you know when God's Holy really pissed. Shit. First, he, he smites you with sand. He's like, you know, that's not good enough. I'm going to shove you into a hole in a cave. That's not smiting. That's bitch slapping. <laughs> the reason why the region was such a popular hub in the first place was that they had the fantastic luck of having access to water in the middle of the desert. The Ubar water came from an oasis, which just happened to come from a limestone cavern. So, as people drew water year after year for 5,000 years, the cave beneath their feet was getting drier and drier. Without the water supporting the limestone, the cave roof got as brittle as your grandma's hip bones. Then, one day, the cave collapsed, and what was once a thriving oasis turned into a gaping city-sized maw of death. Right, let's see, who's number four? Oh, Port Royal. Yeah, this, I remember this. I remember reading about this. This wiped them out. Nice. You want to take this one? Yeah. Port, right. uh, basically, Port Royal was, back in the uh, uh, early 1700s, was a outpost of the, Bri the British the Empire. British, yeah, the yeah. Navy. Anyways, uh, what ended up happening was they had this huge earthquake that I've actually the movies. liquefied the sand. Which Really? It, yeah, it was very weird. Anyways, huh. what, what ended up happening was the water table underneath the... It shook the, the um, city so much, if I remember correctly... The uh, sand, the water table actually went up through the sand, liquefied the sand, and washed everything out to sea. Holy and a big chunks of Port Royal actually broke off and sank into the water. That would suck. Yeah. So Hard. The, the island we know today looks a lot different than it did back then. But let, let me make sure I'm actually reading this right. Jamaica, the Jamaican city was so licentious, visitors describe it as the Sodom of the New World. Its population consists of pirates, cutthroats, whores, and some of the vilest people. I'm going to be honest. That sounds like my kind of place. Sounds like Washington to me. 
<laughs> if that sounds like Mardi Gras, or for one of our older readers, Margaritaville, that's probably what it was like. If both of those places had way more murder. But don't go booking that one-way plane ticket just yet, cowboy, because you can't get there without some scuba gear. See, I was right. And actually what ended up happening was, if I remember right, Henry Morgan's coffin got swept off, got you know, was, you know buried at this hill. Right. When all the sand liquefied, it kind of popped up, and the uh, coffin got washed away into the bay Jeez. and then sank. And I don't think they ever found it again. Huh. Nature took Nature took a three-pronged approach to utterly obliterating Port Royal. First, there was an earthquake. Second, the city sank into the sea. And third, half the population that survived the first two calamities was then mostly wiped out by disease. It helps to know that Port Royal was a boom city, rapidly built on nothing more than wet sand and pirate booty. That's just a fun word. It went up, it went up so fast, in fact, that when residents ran out of land, they just filled in wet spots and built on top of them. And because many of the new residents were English traders and merchants, they didn't just build low-lying Spanish-style casas, as previous residents had. No, they built heavy brick ones, like four stories tall, because it was in the same style as the uh, where they were from. Right. So they and the other thing too was they were oppressively hot, whereas you know you had like the Spanish haciendas were like very you know much cooler in the summer because it's very hot there. They built these you know brick houses with no windows and it was hotter than blazes. Jeez. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the moral of this story is don't be a dumbass and build giant houses on sand. So when the earthquake and consequent tsunami hit at 11.43 in the morning, watches found in the rubble stop at that time on June the 7th, 1692, cool. residents didn't stand a ghost of a chance. Their houses fell like dominoes, and within two minutes, nine-tenths of the city was underwater. Not just flooded, but literally in the sea. Two minutes. The ocean swallowed entire streets in less time than it took to come up with a Jamaican joke that doesn't involve Bob Marley, weed, or cool runnings. <laughs> Scientists now believe the earthquake was so strong and the sand so waterlogged that the ground pretty much liquefied within minutes. Yep. In other words, the sand turned to a watery quicksand river. Imagine that happening with the ground you're standing on. And who are we kidding sitting on right now? You can't run out of the building and get away because the ground itself is quicksand. You can't ride out the waves because your final destination is the ocean. And that's assuming you even had the presence of mind to register what was happening to you. Anyhow. Anyways, uh, the tsunami, the uh, earthquake, and the quicksand river killed only half of the city's residents. But you can hardly be excited for the survivors who, when they had to figure out what to do with 3,000 corpses, no buildings, no medicine, and no fresh water. So for the next 200 years, every single time residents tried to rebuild the city back into its decadent glory, the universe quashed it like like a dream of a cockroach. Fires, more hurricanes, cholera, earthquakes all conspired to make sure Port Royal never became the new Sodom again. Which leads to... The real Sodom and Gomorrah at number three. You know the legend of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? It's a tale told in the Old Testament, for one thing. And really, no other city in history or myth went down as the one place where residents tried to rape angels in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Your place in history is secure, Sodom. (laughs) The story of the decadent city and its supposed destruction is used by country folk to condemn city life to this day. For an, ev- for an evangelical Christian, it's an example of what happens when we cross God. Specifically, Genesis 19, verse 24 and 25 happens. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities in the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. And later... Abraham looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. 
But we have no evidence outside of the Bible that the story is true, right? All we can agree on is that thousands of years ago, something triggered this account, or myth or legend, whatever you prefer, of a town so bad that God himself threw down fireballs and sulfur to destroy it. Scientists now think that something might have been a half-mile-wide asteroid. Before it could land, it apparently morphed into a three-mile-wide fireball before clipping a mountain range and exploding in a rain of fiery debris. But don't beat yourself up for not getting that from the biblical account. About 150 years ago, two seemingly unrelated discoveries were made in different parts of the world. First, a cuneiform tablet known as the Planisphere, which was a copy of a sky chart from June 29, 3123 B.C. Wow. Among the stars, it seems to depict a moving object, one so large that it could be seen from the ground. Meanwhile, over in Austria, geologists discovered evidence of what they think was an asteroid impact site. They found signs of explosions and rock melting, typically caused when an asteroid breaks apart before impact, raining hell down on everything below. You can see where this is going. But the impact was in Austria, right? What does this have to do with Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, according to the scientists, the mushroom cloud of the explosion would have re-entered the Earth's atmosphere over the Mediterranean Sea and would have flashed across the Middle East, leaving a trail of debris and superheated air in its wake. To quote the article, the heat would be enough to ignite any flammable material, including human hair and clothes. It is probable more people died under the plume than in the Alps due to the impact blast. So imagine you're a guy living in a city in the Middle East, thousands of years ago. Maybe you herd sheep. You know absolutely nothing of asteroids or meteors or comets. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, the air fills with smoke, ash, and debris. And then the air gets hot. Not hot like a summer day, but hot like the oven you use to fire clay pots. Then, all around you, screams. Everything that is flammable spontaneously combusts. You are now on fire. It would be to your eyes nothing less than the fiery, vengeful judgment of God. Believers will say that's just what it was. Non-believers will say the tale of Sodom and Gomorrah is just a handed-down account of whatever refugees were lucky enough to escape the now-forgotten burning city, and from witnesses who stood, horrified, and watched it happen from afar, and, quote-unquote, saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. You can be damn well sure that no ancient Middle Eastern nomad would forget the time they saw an entire city on the horizon spontaneously burst into flame. That's the kind of story that gets told and retold for a few thousand years. The original shock and awe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I haven't looked at the next two, but I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to say one of them's Atlantis, because I got wiped away in a flood. And I'm trying to think. I'm, there's one or two others. Either it's Pompeii, uh, a volcano. Yeah, that would be a sucky way to go. Or it's Troy. Get burned to the ground. I, I don't know if that's a natural way. Uh, but yeah, um, rape and pillage and destroy. I mean, the five most extravagant. I mean, rape, pillage, and destroy. That happens. If it's Troy, in my opinion, it's a bad call. Pompeii, volcano exploded. The difference being that you awesome. can prove that Pompeii existed. You can prove that Troy existed, but there's no proof that Atlantis did. We'll see. Dun, 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 dun. Page two. Galveston. Galveston? The Galveston, the great Galveston, uh, Galveston uh, uh, hurricane? Yeah, I guess. I think Atlantis would have been worse, uh, but you yeah. know they were pretty much wiped out. I remember reading about this one, too. I'll just give you the basic rundown. Uh, back in the, I think it was in the 30s. This happened, or uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, it was 1900. 1900. The great, yeah, the Great Galveston earthquake or hurricane of 1900. Anyways, what ended up happening was this hurricane came into Galveston, Texas. Now the islands of Galveston, Texas, are actually right at or below sea, you know, sea level. It's just basically an island, and there's not a whole lot there. So when this storm came up, it was a Category Four hurricane, or what they think was, because in 1900 there was no real way to the Beaufort scale hadn't been invented yet. Right. So they're kind of, and not to mention, they didn't have a good way of measuring exactly what happened. So 
basically this hurricane comes rolling in. There's a huge 15 to 20 foot storm surge, and it just lays waste everything in Galveston, destroys it, destroys all the roads. Wow. Leading to it, it derailed. I mean, they have an example of a train that was on the tracks, yeah. and the water, the storm surge went around it and kept on creeping up, creeping up, creeping up until everybody drowned because they couldn't get out of the train. Oh, or shit. some that they had gotten out of the train to find out why you know everything was washed away in front of them, and they all got wiped away. Basically, Galveston was just wiped out completely. There was nothing left. Um, anyways, a lot of the people from Galveston that did uh, evacuate or got you know away stayed in other parts in Texas, like Houston, like Dallas. At the time, Galveston was a huge boom city because a lot of the of uh, traffic, a lot of ports or a lot of ships made port of call at Galveston. <clears throat> it was the town in Texas. Right, at the time. Right. So, you know, Amy's, yeah, right here. But today, Houston's home to almost 2.1 million people. Today, Galveston's home to 57,000. So never really... That was a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Now, this one, i got to tell you, Varyar, the name doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't know this one. Uh, run All with right. this one. You can't say that the residents of the ancient Greek city of... Heliki? I'm guessing. I think. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Heliki couldn't have known shit was about to go down. For five days in 373 B.C., they watched in bafflement as snakes and rats hightailed out of Dodge in search of higher ground. And on the fifth day, there were reports of immense columns of flame in the sky. Those columns weren't just the classical era's version of U2 putting on a killer show. They were what we now call earthquake lights, also known as nature's death shake alarm. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. By now, you've probably figured out an earthquake was coming. But you'd have to be the world's greatest precog to have predicted what happened next. The city of Helike and all of its residents were first swallowed by the earth, then covered by lagoon water, then, presumably because they had built their city on the ancient burial grounds of baby Olympian gods, double buried once more. It all goes back to that process of liquefaction. Only in this case, the sand didn't form a watery river of death to the ocean, it just straight liquefied dragging the entire city into a grave hole that was awkwardly just their size. So that sucked. (laughs) But the next part was worse. The collapse of the city was so powerful that it sent a wave across the sea, which ricocheted right back to them in the form of a tsunami. So, just so we're clear, the town was buried in the ground, and on top of the burial site, a 32-foot-high wave came crashing down, eventually forming a lagoon that covered the city for good. And it was in that lagoon that ancient historians reported visiting and seeing Helike's ruins, and generations of fishermen complained of getting their nets snagged on Poseidon statues. The only problem? There was no lagoon, at least not on the site it was supposed to be, and not in recent memory. It took a 12-year expedition to figure the mystery out. It turned out the lagoon that once covered the coffin of the city of Helike had been filled in by hundreds of years of river salt deposits, or the third burial of the God's three burial plan. (laughs) In other words, if you think Sodom and Gomorrah was the result of God's judgment, what the hell did these people do? (laughs) So a little bit of history involved there. I like that. I like like that caption. Probably nothing. The Greek gods were just in it for shits and (laughs) giggles. They did it for the lulls. Zant, there is a reason for that imp, as you are about to learn. Ha ha. Okay. I'm just re- catching up here on uh, uh, IRC, as apparently more people continue to come into IRC, which is kind of cool. Nice. So, anyways, it's after the 8 o'clock hour. I'm guessing uh, we're probably going to go a little over tonight, Vyar. Do, do you mind? Do you have anything oh, no, to tomorrow? Well, i got to work tomorrow, but, yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay. What time you got to work? Oh, not till 11, but i got to go over to the house and do some stuff before. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're not doing our... our uh, uh, Traditional go out to eat after the show type thing? Unfortunately, no. Gotcha. But... Okay. 
All right. Uh, we're going to kick the break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back. We saw the announcement. We have Forbidden Knowledge. We have the mailbag. We've got uh, this or that. So send it in. Like half the show. I know. <laughs> Emperor1G at Cox.net. Send it in. Get your uh, comments and shit in now. We'll be back in about 10. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro-meet any day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Emperor's Court. Sorry, none left. It's kind of hard to hear you when I'm in the middle of monologuing. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, back here at the Emperor's Court... Shut up, done left. Here on Versa World Productions, I'm your host, the Emperor. Joined in studio by Varyar. Always a pleasure. Actually, Nunleft was just telling me that uh, the story I'm about to recap here, because Varyar has never heard it, will be in a best of. I like that. But uh, you just tell me that he actually got to meet John Ringo. I exchanged emails with him before over a couple different things, but it was, um, you read the, had, uh, I assume you read The Last Centurion, right? I've read everything John Ringo has right. ever put out, including his op-eds. Yeah, the I mean, man the same, is my god. Same boat. Anyways, I'd actually written, uh, wrote him uh, an email and had a couple, a little bit of correspondence asking him about, he makes reference to a lost legion that a Roman emperor, you know, ordered to march to the ends of the world. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I've never been, I've heard the story, but I've never found anything definitive on it. And I asked him what information he had. So he actually referred me to David Drake because David Drake is, is more, history. that's his, yeah. right. He's actually, you know, steeped in history and that's his kind of Much, uh, cup of tea. Right. Uh, all of it, even his sci-fi stories, are based on something historical. Yes. Uh, usually Sumerian for whatever reason. But I exchanged emails with David Drake, and uh, we were hammering out the uh, details of that. David Drake's another one that's very good uh, about getting back to his fans, and it, very knowledgeable. I, it was a very enjoyable correspondence. Weber, Drake, and Ringo are my my three favorites. Weber I'm starting to cool off with really? lately, yes. Uh, because of the safe hold? Well, it, it's not just that, because that kind of, that series is really starting to drag I'm so, I'm so sick of Honor Harrington. Oh, just I, end it. I, I've read them all, and it's like I'm in the same boat. I, I'm I'm done. I mean, how much. many? Okay, now you're you're stopping the French. Now you're stopping the United States. I get it. I don't. And the guy's from Cleveland. Really, David Weber was born and raised in Cleveland. Interesting. I did yes. not know that. Yeah. Well, no, you wouldn't because he doesn't really. Well, yeah. It's in his Wikipedia number. That. Oh, yeah. He's from here. Cool. Anyhow, no. It's it. It's just kind of dragging. The bitch never loses a battle. It's always the same thing. Even when she loses, she wins. Yes. No, I, I agree. I'll tell you the safe hold. Uh, you know, I agree that the last uh, the last book, um, A Mighty Fortress, really dragged. Really did slow it down. But I feel like he's got to be building up either in the and I hope it's not the sixth book because I'm not sure how much more I can take. But it, the next book has got to be. There's got to be some type of bringing it all together. There's yeah. going to have to. I mean. The church's fleet is built. It's time to do this. You know they've got explosive shells. Right. Come get some. And I, but that's another thing too. Is it's it's always if you haven't the read the underdog books, is always technologically superior with some kind of huge advantage over the it's formulaic. It, 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 it is. It really it is. is. I enjoy I enjoy his writing. I really I do. do. I do. Um, I will read 
pretty much anything he puts out just on the basis of past experience. Yeah. But I agree, it is pretty formulaic. I mean, if you look at um, uh, the uh, what's it called? March to you know March up country, March to, March the, CA to the with sea, John Ringo, March yeah, to yeah. The stars. The Good books, Roger McClintock same series. deal. Yeah, yeah, the the McClintock series. Uh, also the um, uh, damn it, I can never remember what it's actually called. Mutineers Moon, Armageddon Inheritance, and uh, Heirs of the Empire. Uh, yeah, or Heirs of Empire, something like that. Yeah, same thing. I they hated get, that one. The third one, they get stranded on some low tech world, and thank God for them, they know how to rifle muskets. Yes, you know it. It's an interesting storyline, but he's done it over and over. I tell you what got me going on the, on the David Weber boat, fan boat was the uh, Starfire series. Um, Absolutely is, loved it. Yes, which is still going. I just actually bought the book, but it, it, he's not writing anymore. It's Steve White and somebody else. I read the newest one. Did you? It's, the hardback just came out? Uh, I, I downloaded the ARC off webscriptions.net. Okay. Um, it's good. It's not great. Uh, in my opinion, it, it's... Now it's kind of trying too hard, and I, maybe it is because it, it's not him anymore. It's possible. It's the same thing again. It's another alien evading, another alien evading. You know, first now they're, it's, this time they're slower than light, and oh my god, look at it. Right. It's Crusade over again. It's it, Crusade yeah, yeah. repackaged. Crusade as a standalone book was fantastic. Oh, it was. I, I love okay, it. Okay, the wars this is against, Crusade again. You know, up to the Shiva option, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, against the bugs and all that. Okay, cool. I'm on board. Now it's time to stop. Right. Insurrection, unfortunate decision. I hated decision. that one. Yes. Yeah. I, and I'm not sure how the timeline works because the Thebans just kind of, you know, disappeared. Right. I hated that. Where'd they go? I mean, they're still there. I mean, they're allowed to go out and, and you know, preach their religion. You think they would have drawn them into the Alliance at some point to just kind of give them... Right. That was a definitive book in the series. That's what got everybody's notice. Right. And, and then it just kind of disappeared. Like, but oh. it's like we put our killer satellites in orbit and shot anything bigger than a steam locomotive, and, oh, well, we're done with them. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. But it was a cool storyline. It was very, like you said, Crusade was kind of the defining book. And then it just went kind of away. Got a dovetail from there. Yeah. Right. Although I, I, did, I did really enjoy the, uh, the Arachnid Wars there. With the right, bugs. and I love the bucks, and I, I enjoy that too. But and, and it called me with the Shiva option. After that, it's time to stop. Right, because exactly. you've run out of ideas. Exactly. At this point, it's like, okay, done. All right, uh, time for the mailbag, which I imagine will be pretty quick because I received not as many emails as I normally did, and most of the ones I sent were like one and dones that really weren't meant for the show. But I'll read what I got. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? Actually, I meant to tell the... I'm sorry, I didn't tell the Tom Clancy story. All right, a quick story, all right? I was in Origins. I was probably 17, 18 years old. This was back in 1997, I think. 1996, 97. And I was down with my father. Origins is a convention, speaking of which, in Columbus, Ohio. Mainly based on games. And there was the guy there who had set up a uh, board game. Basically, it was the Battle of Waterloo. And it, his theory was that Alexander the Great, with the Macedonian army, with the companions, it, playing the part of the British, could have defeated Napoleon's French army at Waterloo. With the assumption that gunpowder did not phase them at all, that they were not surprised by it, that they could have contended and beaten. So I'm talking right. to the guy. And two people walk up behind me, and I'm with my father, and I'm looking at this map, and I'm talking to a guy, and I'm trying to convince him that it's a stupid theory. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I want to say it was 96, 97, 98. Somebody can look it up to see when he was, when uh, Tom Clancy was at uh, Origins. 
And I'm arguing with the guy, and, and basically what I told him is, look, Napoleon's army was six, you know, 67,000 strong. Every one of them's got a musket. Oh, okay, but you have to understand, you know, a compound bow at that time had the same range of a musket was more accurate. I said, that's fine. The Macedonian army was 40,000 strong, if that. How many of those were archers? A couple thousand? So we had three or 4,000 archers against 67,000 archers. I said, now let's talk about artillery. You have artillery that has the range of one to two miles. That's pretty accurate, not including canister. Well, the Greeks would have had catapults. I said they would have had catapults that didn't have that against kind of cannon? range. And they would have had very few. We're not talking a grand battery of catapults here, which is what the French brought to the party. Right. They had 356 guns. 16, 20-pounders, we're talking big, big guns. Ones. Yes. Yeah. No mass queef. We're getting to the announcement at the end of the show. I kind of forced everybody to listen. Ha ha. Uh, anyways, it's 1998. Thank you, none left. So, and, and behind me, and this, there's this guy who walks up behind me, and he's kind of a short little dude, and he's got a pair of shades on. I turn around, and, I, I, and he, what happens is he says, well, that's a pretty ignorant statement to think. You don't believe the Greeks would have been you know, smart enough to close with the French? And I turned around and I said, you're talking about a French army Closed that won. 60, yes. No. 40,000 Greeks yeah. would have closed ranks, you know, gone in with the steel against the French army. And I turned to him and I said, well, that's a pretty ignorant statement to make because, one, they're outnumbered, you know, basically three to two. I said, on top of that, you're talking about a French army that's one veterans. For two, they have bayonets. It's not like they're not – the Greeks are not coming in full plate armor. They they're have wearing firearms. Yes. So, anyway, so I got into the argument with him, and, and this guy just kind of shakes his head. He's like, well, that's a stupid way to look at it. That's, that's a very narrow-minded uh, perception of strategy. Or something like ridiculous like that, and he just kind of walks away. And I, I looked at it, and I noticed that he had a, uh, uh, a Guest of Honor badge on. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. I looked at my dad, and my dad's just shaking his head. I'm like, what? He's like, you know who that was? I said, no. He's like, remember that book you just read that you liked, uh, uh, Red Storm Rising? Oh, great book. Yeah, my mouth is dropped. I'm like, that was... No, he's like that was Tom Clancy. That's sure awesome. enough, later he had a uh, he was a uh, uh, he had his own panel at the convention. Cool. I went just to see it was him. Fuck yeah, it was him. I'm like wow, <laughs> wow. But it was such a stupid premise. And I don't know if the guy who set up the booth was just trying to troll to get people to stop and talk to him to look at the stupid game or what it was. But yeah, Tom Clancy, I just you know. I now have a low opinion of him having after that conversation. That's unfortunate. I love his stuff. I used on... to. I think I kind of stopped with that. I think Patriot Games is the last one I read. And after that, it's kind of, I stopped caring. Nah, I, I've read, it's one of those things. I've read pretty much everything. Anyways, first up. Ep, you're such a great host. Not like the other one. You're funny and pretty cool in my books. Varyar, you're cool. Emperor, you're all right. And Highlander, you're like my inner voice to do bad things. Like rape. That's from Timothy. Fantastic. No, Your Honor. The podcast told me to rape her. <laughs> it said it was surprise sex. It's not kidnapping. It's surprise adoption. All right, let's see. Uh, Outstanding. This is from Onan, dear Emp. Just today, the Beyond the Gaming Bloodline Champions 3v3 Open Finals were held. A tournament with a $5,000 prize pool. I don't want to bore anyone not interested in this game with the results or whatever, but I would like to share how abysmally amateurishly this tournament was held. M- most are. My own experience. The tournament was held online, double elimination format. One American team attended, seven European teams. The seedings were random. 
The home team gets a uh, server advantage in the case of U.S. versus EU. The home team was also random. As a result, the only U.S. team uh, got the home advantage every single game and was able to abuse their latency advantage to roll over everyone. It was absolutely laughable. When I raged on the stream chat, I got the most idiotic response from the tournament staff. Quote, if, you'd, uh, if you're better, you'd win anyway. Unquote. The U.S. team won on EU servers previously, which is a blatant lie, apparently, uh, according to Onan. And most laughable of all, seeding is for elitist pricks. Apparently, Beyond Gaming seems to have no clue how to run an online tournament or any tournament whatsoever if they can't even understand the real issues of balanced seating and a fair treatment of latency disparities. Stay the hell away from this organization, I say to everyone listening. Well, Onan, I'm not exactly sure what you were trying to uh, gauge here. Would it have been better if the U.S. had played on EU servers? Because then it would have been to the EU's advantage. I mean, the result would have been the same. If, if what you're saying is true... That only your latency really is the difference between winning and defeat. Uh, XD sent an, an interesting story from August of 2009 about an exploding iPod. And somehow cool. they tried, you know, forcing the girl who owned it to keep quiet on it. Not going to go into it. Um, as Unfortunately, it was from 2009. So I believe it's a story we actually covered uh, some time ago. Hey, Amp, as of quickly becoming a weekly tradition, I've surfed the web for some stories which amuse me in ways I think may appeal to you, too. So, on to the links. This is from Xanath, one of which was the... Um, says, and finally, Amp, we all know you have a lengthy purge list. However, should an entire city ever make it on there, here is some inspiration on how to deal with them. And that was the article we just read about the five cities getting smote by God. Which was awesome. Uh, let's see. Hey, Amp. Uh, some of this or that, since you haven't done it in a while, I'll give you three seconds before you realize where these come from. Gotcha. From them left. All right, we'll do that in a minute. We're, I'll, I'll we'll give you the option. These are all those epic rap battles of history. We oh, watched. okay. So, uh, da, 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 da. yes, Little Rex. Uh, little Rex says, no, I've never covered the exploding iPod. I, I think it was iPad, but okay. No, it was an iPod Touch. It was an iPod Touch. Okay. Yep. Um, Stand it. That's possible advertisements. The Polish Playboy we covered last week. Wow, that's it for the mailbag. So you guys didn't send in a whole lot. Very disappointed. Way to go, bastards. Yeah, fuck all of you. <laughs> the stick. Okay, well, I guess we'll do this for that real quick since we've got it pulled up, and it's right here. So, uh... All right, bitches, it's time for this or that. Okay. Anyways, here's how the game's played. It's real simple. I give you two uh, two options. You have to answer. There's no third option or I don't want to answer. I can't. It's I'll pick both. It's one or the other. And again, this is pretty. You know, by the book. Val we, Kilmer. You Tom Cruise's see- teeth creep me out. Going back to the Top Gun conversation from earlier. Oh, the, if I had the to choose, going broke back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Except Tom or uh, Val Kilmer did not age well. Uh, no, he did not. I, I mean, at the ball. time of the movie, though. His career kind of died, too. Yeah. Anyways, these are all the epic rap battles of history, and you didn't get to see all of them, but uh, at the top. Which would you rather like, or would you rather have? Would you rather have John Lennon or Bill O'Reilly? Wait, in terms of the epic rap battle? Well, or no, which, in... one, uh, how would you, which one do you like more? Which would you prefer? Oh, that's a it, shitty that's choice. That's usually how it works. All right. Uh, I'm going with O'Reilly, but that's a shitty choice either way, Why? in my opinion. You don't like Bill O'Reilly? I like him, but he is such a blubbering vagina sometimes. I mean, he just whines and shit. 
It annoys me. I don't like it. Would you prefer Keith Olbermann? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. I bet. Oh, I hate that bastard, too. Adolf Hitler or Darth Vader? Hitler. Yeah, he only killed six million people. Vader nuked an entire planet. Uh, Vader was also fake. Yeah, well, yeah, but still. <laughs> All right. Look, Hitler didn't fuck around with choking people. Gas chamber. True. Abraham Lincoln or Chuck Norris? Lincoln. Over Chuck Norris? Over Chuck Norris. All right. Oh, yeah, I know. Sarah Palin or Lady Gaga? <laughs> Which of them's a bigger shit show? Uh, I'm going with Palin just because yeah. she amuses me. And she's good looking. Oh, extremely. You say shit and, show, but I got news for you. She may be the nominee if she oh, runs. Oh, I know. Well, have you seen all the uh, stories lately in the press about how they're whining about she didn't put out an itinerary, so it's her fault yes, they're they running can't red follow, lights and right. shit? They can't follow her around? Like, yes. We have to run the red light. We have to speed. It's the only way to keep up with... Do they realize they're the, they're the reason she's such big news? Yeah. I mean, she's big news because of who she is, but a lot of it is the media feeding the image of her. Because they can't stand her. And right. it's like... Here's an attractive it's, woman who is a governor, and we hate her because she's on the right. It's literally like a compulsive disorder. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's an OCD. So, Kim Jong-il or the mega powers of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage? Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Just because the man has claimed and literally told his people that he was born on the moon under a rainbow. Instant win. Hilarious, And the fact is he got He's enough people to buy into it. such a caricature. It's so funny. And this guy's got nukes. Oh, I know. Justin Bieber or Ludwig von Beethoven? Beethoven. Justin Bieber plays a more compelling teenage girl than that chick from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He actually has a range of emotions other than Stone Dead. Right. Oh, you're watching me sleep and you're a vampire? That's not creepy. Uh, Albert Einstein or Stephen Hawkins? I'm going with Einstein. I would agree. Yeah. Fuck Hawkins. Oh, I yeah. don't believe in God or heaven. There's nothing to say there is. <laughs> really? Now we know why you're in the wheelchair. The math doesn't work. Whereas Einstein bought into the whole God thing. Go figure. The Easter Bunny or Genghis Khan? Genghis Khan. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Napoleon Dynamite or Napoleon Bonaparte? Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. I've, believe it or not, I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite. I uh, get the references only because I've seen clips, but I've never actually seen the movie. I have, but it hurt my head. Like I, look, Everyone said, it, it's the greatest movie. It's so funny. I didn't see it. I, I, I saw the movie. I didn't see the funny. I didn't think it was hilarious. I mean, I thought the dance scene was funny, but that was good for a chuckle, not a like howler monkey reaction that so many people... You know, put out there, it's the funniest thing of all time. I don't think so. Those either one no. of those either got it or you didn't type things? I don't think so. I think people are just stupid, but that's kind of my default opinion. Well, I think that, yeah, I... I just... I, I, that's I, my go-to explanation for a lot of things. People right, are dumb. Right. I didn't, I, I didn't think it was nearly as funny as most people seem to. Well, there goes a 30% chance of rain. Eh, Fuck. There it is. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to speed this up. Oh, maybe not. That's, oh, wow. Yeah, Canton's I'm, getting destroyed. Look at that. And you're right in the bubble. I'm safe. That works for me. I can't tell if we're going to get hit or not. It looks like the... Oh, shit. Oh, there goes Indianapolis wiped off the map. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, shit just got real. We are at weather.gov. <sighs> Mr. Crimson's always like, I don't know why you go to that one. I don't like it. I use <laughs> other ones. I'm like, because it's the friggin' weather. It's the radar from the government. The NOAA guys are in my building. They're on the fourth floor or whatever. The fifth floor or something, something like that. I don't know. Nice guys, though. By the yeah. way, I got to tell you, um, 
I actually, uh, I was told I actually get to go to the exchange in the commissary where the Coast Guard has. Oh, cool. I qualify for it. I, I just, The problem is I can't buy alcohol and I can't buy cigarettes. But I can buy everything else. Well, you don't smoke and you don't drink. Exactly. So, so I'm good. You're pretty golden. Right. So, I mean, I go up there. Whereas the, me, I'd be pissed. There's one in the building and I go up there to buy, you know, snacks on occasion because you obviously don't pay taxes. Right. But they were trying to sell me, there's, there, God, there's this chicken there that's trying to sell me a 42-inch sharp LCD TV that they had on sale for Father's Day for like 495 bucks. Nice. I'm like, oh, cool. No tax. Awesome. So I go to like uh, bestbuy.com. And they've got one on sale. And it's 30 bucks cheaper than they've got in the store or up in the uh, exchange. I think to myself, how the hell does Best Buy have it for cheaper than the freaking exchange does? That is, and, th- yeah. and then I include the tax part of it and it comes out the exact same amount. That's to weird. the penny. That's, that's weird. You wouldn't think like the PX is big competition for Best Buy no. that they'd be matching prices. I would think that they would actually undercut them because they're trying to do a solid for the people in the service. Right. Anyways, apparently they've they've got a big exchange somewhere in Cleveland. It's not too far away from the building. I have yet to go, but I guess it's huge. They got furniture there, and they've got oh, you wow. know, all kinds of electronics of every kind and what have you. So I didn't I didn't know there were any up here. I well, the Coast Guard station up here, so well, I, I guess, guess it makes sense that they would have. Them. And Great Lakes Naval Training is up here too. Yes, so I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, I see that a lot of the Coast Guard guys coming in and out, so that does kind of make sense. All right, so let me delete. These get these off of the uh, list here, and All I've right. got to do. I still have forbidden knowledge, and we still have the announcement. So I guess we'll do forbidden knowledge. Okay. And, uh, I actually didn't write this one up. I, I, unfortunately, Varya, I didn't have any segments for you specifically. So, oh, but cool. at least you got to do this for that. And, and now it's it time to learn something that you shouldn't. It's time for Highlanders forbidden knowledge. Beverly Hills Chihuahua made millions. End story on this good debate. I guess there was debate raging somewhere else. Let's see. I, I want, I'm curious now. We're going to look through uh, IRC just to see what people's uh, opinions were of the this or that. And it looks like it's pretty much in line with what you said, Varyar. It looks like they were in lockstep. That's because I'm right, as always. All right. So they liked... Uh, the hell is JL? I, God, I've, I've already forgotten now what the hell I was talking John about. John Lennon. Thank you. Over O'Reilly. Yeah, I forgot you're all a bunch of liberal European fuckwads. <laughs> All right, next. What did that guy, seriously, what did that guy ever do? What did he ever do? I agree. He wrote um, some music. Yeah, Congratulations. By today's standards, it sucks nads. I have never liked the Beatles. John Lennon was a leftist communist hippie who was intent on destroying the country and said as much. He didn't believe in God, didn't believe in religion. For a guy who was a big peace activist, he had a real problem with those who were pacifistic. He married some god-awful, ugly woman who was sm- smote by God with the ugly stick. She looked like a foot. And supposedly, this is the love of my life. A true story. My father has a handwritten thank you note from, Oko, from Yoko Ono. Back in the day, when he was a cop in, in our city, some jackal here was writing threatening letters to her and her son after uh, John Lennon was killed, saying he was coming to New York to whack her and her son. The New York City police called the police here. He investigated to find out who it was, found the guy, and arrested him. Nice. Next time she was in Cleveland, she actually made sure a handwritten note was sent to the station to him. He still got it. Uh, I actually think he's got a frame. I've seen it. That's pretty cool. Thanking him for going after him because they lived in fear, and they were afraid this guy was going to show up. They didn't know what was going on after Lennon got shot. I'm sorry the guy got killed. I, I, too bad. 
Does that count as a meltdown? Or kind of. His glasses of were ugly. You know, not His glasses were ugly. The other Beatles couldn't stand him. They hated I, his guts. Well, there's the a end. reason he was... I mean, there's a reason it ended. Yes! Him! And, yes. He became That's, too big for everything else. Right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> All right. It's uh, like the uh, Vader-Hitler question is unsettled. Yeah, it looks like it's split down the middle. Let's see. Lincoln-Norris. Lincoln-Norris. I think Viner meant Chuck, but he wrote in Cuck. So, all right, so it looks like Chuck Norris took that one. Palin is an idiot. Gaga, Palin, Gaga, 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 Palin by far, Palin. Palin had a better rap battle. Gaga's <laughs> crappy shit, so I guess that right. So it looks like Palin edged him out. Let's see, Kim Jong-il, or, the, or Randy Savage, Randy Savage, Randy Savage. All right, so it looks like the Mega Powers took that one. Beethoven or Bieber? It looks like Beethoven, 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 Beethoven. Okay, wow, that's, uh... all right, that was pretty much a run of the table. A little split between Albert and uh, Albert Einstein and uh, Hawking. It's Hawking, it's not Hawking. Oh, wow, that's okay. I think I mean Little Rex. No, M. Fuck you. That seems harsh. Yes, it does. That's just that's just mean. I, 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 I totally uncalled for. And it, you too. shall be punished. Yes. Uh, Smite him. <laughs> and that takes care of that. All right. Goodbye. Looks like the Easter Bunny edged out Genghis Khan, and it looks like really? Napoleon Bonaparte took out Napoleon Dynamite. So you Nancy yes. little ball tuggers picked the Easter Bunny over <laughs> Genghis Khan? Are you kidding me? When Genghis Khan took Baghdad, he killed four out of every five inhabitants and was like, fuck you, war's over. And you picked the Easter Bunny. He hides painted eggs. The Islamic Caliphate is gone because of Genghis Khan. He wiped out the nation of, what, Sandahar, which controlled most of, of Asia at that point. I mean, we're talking to the foundations he wiped that place out. Salted the earth. Professor Stephen Hawking. Okay, what did Hawking ever do? He's got a chair, he speaks with a speaking spell, and he wrote a bunch of books about some very <laughs> questionable theory. Albert Einstein made the fucking nuclear weapon. Done. I would purge list Little Rex, but, I mean, it's probably too good for him. Purge list is kind of like a recognition of being an asshole. Maybe Little Rex just needs to be ignored and still be an asshole. <laughs> the Easter Bunny would have kicked the Mongol horde's ass. Got it. Oh, I'm not even touching it. I'm, yeah. I'm out of that one. But fuck his Mongol horde. Yeah. Is Cal Gore the medieval guy? Uh, yes, is he that, is. Oh, yes. that's why. Yeah. That's Almost as bad as the Pope. Nice. Almost as bad as the Pope. Poor Cal Gore gets butt-raped by everybody in medieval too. The Catholics, the Islamists, the Mongols, the Orthodox. Everybody hates his guts. Okay. So forbidden knowledge. Here is how to avoid or find out when a guy is playing a chick. Real simple. First you got to question the motives. If they go out of their way to message you and make sure that everybody knows that they're a woman, know that they are a man. Fact. Most women on the Internet do not want to advertise the fact that they are females because they know that every friggin' guy who's not attached to a woman, and even some who are, will then hunt them down because they all want a piece of that virtual cyber ass. <laughs> That's one. Two, if they message you, as in you don't actually solicit any kind of conversation with a supposed woman, chances are... He's a dude. Why? Because you are not that interesting. You're not that important. There's a reason why you're playing World of Warcraft with a bunch of guys and a radio talk show host on the internet <laughs> at night. You are not that desirable. Number three, 
if the story doesn't seem to make sense. For instance, if they tell you they have five kids, for one, that's a big red flag. Come on. Think about it. Who wants that kind of baggage? There's five kids. There's five reasons to ignore her ass. But I digress. If she's got five kids, is pregnant with another one, and spends eight to ten hours a day playing World of Warcraft, you got to wonder, either one, this bitch is like locking her kids up in a cage in the closet. (laughs) <laughs> and is the worst mother in the history of, you know, the earth. Which does make her sexy. Pa- no. <laughs> no. Or it's a dude. All right. England and made England my bitch. England is no man's bitch? Really? Huh. Where to start with that one? In Empire Total War, England is the first place I conquered. Yeah, I did too. I landed at it because it's, like, divided and it's pretty easy to do. Yep. Tell that to the uh, Normans and blame the Conqueror. The modern world is the Vikings, bitch. I don't know about that. And the IRA. We're still trying to kill them. By the way, I was told, I got an article sent to me, the IRA apparently is reactivated as of April the 11th. I'm not really sure why. but What happened? I I don't know. I mean, there's there's two splinter groups. There's the real IRA and the continuity, which are just kind of out there. And I don't know that they really do a whole lot, but then there's, I guess, the provos are back. So what if for whatever reason the provisional said, eh, we're bored. Fuck it. We're the IRA again. Let's go back to We're at war. So, yeah. So I guess they've shot some people and they blew up something. I don't know. Let's see if you can pull an article for that uh, about the IRA coming, the provisionals coming back. I think it was April 11th they had a statement or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know why, but. I'm sorry. If you're going to be a terrorist organization, why the fuck do you put out press releases telling people you're back? Would right. you rather announce yourself with a few claymores or a bombing or two? A nice 200-pound fertilizer bomb outside so the of a police, bank? Yeah, so the police aren't all like, oh, well, we should probably get ready for this. I mean, you're already a fucking terrorist. What are you worried about? You know what, Sample, and I think that might be it. I like how you claim that, but the country is practically bankrupt. Oh, uh, I must be talking about England. No, I thought they were going with, because Ireland is bankrupt. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're shot. They're taking, and I'm, and I'm wondering if that's not why the IRAs come back. Is they're like, okay, talk about civil, on you know, civil unrest and strife. This place is a shithole. Right. You know, the Celtic Tiger time is gone. Now everyone's out of a job. There's, you know, no one's got any money. Let's, you know, time to make some political hay and see what we can make of this. Maybe that's it. We have the queen. We automatically win everything. Huh. I don't um, know about that. I believe right now. Uh, USA leads that series to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we weren't even really serious about it then. Uh, Take back the notorious movie bad guy spotlight. Anyways, moving on with how to tell if a dude or a chick online is a dude. If they say they're a woman, 90% of the chance they're not actually a woman. Again, because they don't advertise it. Uh, here's an easy way. If they never actually speak on Ventrilo or any kind of voice chat, if you never actually hear them talk and they always chat, if, they, if you ever try to press them on the issue or try to get them to talk just to prove it and they always kind of d- deny it or kind of try and, and make an excuse, chances are they're a dude. Because nothing obviously blows their cover quicker than sounding like a man. If they sound like this... Chances are they're either, you know, a man or a really butch lesbian, which is kind of the same thing. Hi, my name's Tina. <laughs> Let's do some math. So you probably want to avoid that. Number five. I'm kind of going off the top of my head because I had these kind of in my order when I was cutting the grass today. I'm trying to remember what number five was. If they start asking you for help in-game, and the course is all in-game, or if they try to chat you up online, 
if they want to do some kind of web chat, but they don't seem to have a web camera, but they want you to use yours, guaranteed it's four college guys at a frat party laughing their ass off while they get you to take your pants down and dilly yourself. <laughs> That's what it probably is. Scrub Puppy, if they use winky emotes, it's a dude. Totally. I agree. I do, too. These will make me look like a 14-year-old girl. Right. Perfect. Uh, then it's either Chris Hansen or some guy that hasn't bathed in a month. If they give you fashion advice that doesn't seem right, like coordinating colors or some shit like that, it's probably a gay guy. Or it's a dude who's reading it off of a website. Real women don't ever give you fashion tips online. What's the point? You're sitting in your underwear, half naked behind a computer. What the hell do you need fashion tips for? Abby and Emperor and his silly lists. Tell me I'm not right. Tell me one single fact I've given you isn't true. Dude's yes, just... that is the safest way to go. So should we suspect everyone in a while is either a dude or a tranny? <laughs> it really is. Just assume it's a trap and move on from there. Uh, and one more. If the person online is a woman and picks up a mount and says, I picked this mount because it looks pretty badass, instead of saying, oh, it's sparkly <laughs> and cute, it's a dude. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You follow these simple rules, and you will never fall victim to a man who's actually playing a woman or a lesbian. Either one. See, manly stuff, you are right, sir. Damn, Skippy. 850. Uh, time for that announcement, then, I guess, huh? I think it might be. Oh, uh, I suppose. Well, I guess it's kind of breaking news. Yeah. Well, it's breaking news without much of the specifics yet. But. Right. Well, it's kind of like when they, you know, Osama Bin Laden got whacked. Oh, we have breaking news, but we can't tell you yet. All right. Gotcha. Just just a heads up, guys. It's pretty important. Trust us. It's big. We're all heading to the White House. We're not telling us what it is. All right. So, although I guess it was pretty big news at the time. It's funny how quickly that's forgotten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I looked at those Obama's uh, approval numbers. They're not lower than they were before that happened. So I had a little bump yeah. disappeared. I had a little dance party, and then like the next day, it was like everyone talked about it. And the day after that, it was over pretty Gone. much. Now somebody's complaining, saying that uh, it's funny when FDR, when Pearl Harbor got bombed, uh, FDR got a huge bump in its popularity. When you know nine eleven happened, Bush got a huge bump in its popularity. Right. When we invaded Iraq in the first Gulf War, you know. Bush Sr. got a huge bump in popularity. Right. And these, these talking heads, I think it was MSNBC, was complaining about the fact that why didn't Obama get a bigger bump or why didn't it last longer for killing bin Laden? And oh. is this a racial thing because he's black, therefore oh, he's not... And I know we're kind of again. launching into politics here, but that, that, that's the angle they were playing is, you know, if this was a white guy, then he would have had a lot longer. And if he was a Republican, it would have lasted a lot longer. Those damn racists. No, it's... And yet FDR, I... I believe, was a Democrat, if memory serves. Yeah, a Democrat with no legs. Right. Or, well, polio. <laughs> but the thing is, all of those other things you listed yes. were massive defining events. Osama was one guy. Now, look, guys, nobody was happier than me when that asshole got what was coming to him. Right. I'm just happy he got to see who was killing him. All right? But when it comes right down to it, he was one guy. Yes, he was the boogeyman. He was public enemy number one. We'd been hunting him for the better part of a decade. But one guy 
we put them down. If you take all those other events, you're looking at Pearl Harbor. Yep. We were attacked. And then FDR went, fuck you, bitches. Here we come. We weren't going to get involved, but now it's on. You look at uh, the first Gulf War. Same basic deal except for the we got attacked part. You know, Iraq goes in, takes Kuwait, says they're going to Saudi. We say, you know what? Game on. You want to play? Let's play. Well, the play. U.N. says, all right, U.S. Right, stuff. But, fine. We'll but you it. know what? Yeah. When the U.N. says it, who does it end up being? It's always us. Korea, Gulf War, right. Granada. Every single Maybe. time they need our money, they need our military, or they're absolutely impotent. So, you know, when you look at all of those other events, they are big, world-defining, game-changing events where, you know, Osama died. That's great. We got him. But nothing appreciably changed. I think part of it, too, is a lot of the legwork wasn't done by him to begin with. And, and, oh, I, I, agree. and I tell you what really turned me off. And I, I was I'm like, you know, and I turned it to Mr. I said, you know, this is one of the first things Obama's done that I actually kind of liked. And then he launches into the I. Oh, yeah. I, I. And then he had a press I conference a tough with the Navy guys. And it was and they counted 35 times referred to I or me. Oh, yeah. It's like and I turned to her. I made a really gutsy call, guys. You should pat me on the back right now. And she said, wow, if I didn't know better, I'd say he went over there and, and killed him himself and then flew back to Washington for the press conference. Right. I'm like, no shit. If I was the SEAL, I'd be pissed. At least when Delta Force you know, captured Hussein, they got the credit for it. Right. Now, I guess I, this is a difference in opinion and, and I, the way yeah, Bush handled himself as opposed to, um, as opposed to the way he, you know, Obama did. So, Anyhow, so the announcement. All right. Well... Your breaking shtick, Amp, isn't it supposed to interrupt you? Yeah, but, it's, you know, we haven't done it in a while. It's been uh, obviously no secret that uh, Highlander has had a much more difficult time getting here. Actually, Fire has as well. Um, obviously, Highlander being uh, a bigger vehicle for the show over a longer period of time. With his new work schedule, he is now working uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. He's working mainly evenings. So it has now become impossible for him to do the show on Saturdays. Varyar, although working to try and get a schedule, is in the same boat, uh, and will be until that is changed. So we got to talking, uh, Highlander and I, about what to do with the show. Because obviously, you know, I, I have very little interest in continuing to do this on a solo basis, at least for three hours. It's much more fun and much more interactive when I have someone to actually work with than me simply talking. If I'm going to do that, then I might as well just commentate games, because at least then I'm doing something. Um. Having said that, so we got to talking. He said, all right, well, what are we going to do? I'm not going to be able to do the weekends for a long time because they like what he's doing. You know, they're giving a lot more hours, that kind of thing. Obviously, a huge part of this is the quickening and the stupid video game over the week and, you know, his forbidden knowledge. Not to mention just his witty you know, comments and what have you. You guys love him, and that's fine. That's kind of the point. You know, without Highlander, it's, you know, a half a show. So first we talked about going on hiatus and, and, you know, put this off for a couple months, maybe to the end of the summer and see what a schedule kind of shakes out. You know, I know a lot of the shows around the station are taking hiatus. I know uh, uh, Octane Hordak has been, I believe, 2040 was on hiatus for a little while. I think Essence of Roleplay is going on hiatus. Podcast has a couple times. So I got talking. I said, I got to tell you, I, I don't really want to kind of jerk people around because July is going to be a bad month for us anyways. You know, I know at the end of July, I'm not going to be here because of Oticon, and I believe then left has something in the plans. You've got the July 4th weekend, you know, coming up where traditionally we are not here. Uh, I think July 4th is a Monday this year. I honestly would have to look. I think it is. So we could probably do that, that Saturday show. But the point, 
the point being that I don't like hiatuses because it's giving people the impression that at some point we're going to come back. If we do that, then we're going to lose a great deal of our listing audience. And that, that's happened every time we make a server move uh, from, like, we did from Warcraft Radio to VTW, I'm sorry, to OMG, and then uh, straight to VTW primarily. We lost listeners in every single move because you can't bring everybody with you. People just kind of fall off by the wayside. If we go on hiatus, it's going to be a pain in the ass to try and rebuild everything that we've got. So we kind of crossed hiatus off the list. We're like, all right, we can't do that. Well, then, why don't we just set it up? Okay, July 4th is Monday. All right. Why don't we just set it up? We'll have one big blowout show down the road in a month or two and just call it quits. We're like, all right, it was a good run. We've been here for going on for three and a half, four years. And uh, we'll do that. So, you know, we picked a date and we decided we're going to, uh, you know, get everybody together. We'll have, you know, Varier here and Highlander here and myself and we'll have Baron in house and Mystic will be here. and We'll have a, a big round table. We'll have as many people in the show as we can. Probably have a big four or five hour extravaganza. So everybody kind of rotate out. and We'll just end it and uh, call it quits and just say, all right, we had a good run. It was an awesome show. Everybody liked it. You know, great interactivity with the, with IRC, more so than any show I've come across. And that was it. So that was the plan. That's that's the plan. Now for the date. Well, we're looking at the date. And we decided, well, why don't we shoot for the end of June, maybe the second week of July. Uh, and again, because, you know, Miss Williams going to be out of town for the week of July 4th. Uh, obviously, we can't do it at the end of Oticon because uh, at the end of July, you know, we're going to be away. So that kind of sucks. So I said, you know what? None of these actually looks, you know, none of these dates actually look very good. So I said, why don't I just announce it on the next show? I know Virus will be sitting in. We'll have a, we'll have a good show and go out with the bang. And I was like, all right, well, all right, we'll do that. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? And Master Quiff, Master Quiff, I swear to God, if he's pulling our, la- our lag. Dude, I am totally pulling your lag. I am fucking with your ping as we speak. Um, so then we got talking, actually, uh, today. And I said, all right. I primarily like to do the shows on weekends, only because I've got the time I have to race home from work and set everything up during the week. I said, all right. What if instead we decide to do the show during the week and pick another day? He's like, well, it'd be kind of hard to do because my schedule is so fluid. I don't know, you know when I'm going to be able to make the show. Maybe there is one day specifically I can get off during the week. I said, okay. So instead, we were going to cancel. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to move the show to a different date and time. I don't know when or where that's going to be. I don't know what day specifically we're going to do it. Um, or at what it's going to have to be in the evening, and it may actually be a smaller show. We may actually scale back from three to two hours, depending on when we do it, if it's during the weekday. Sorry, guys, I get up early in the morning, and I do detest having to race home from work, set everything up, and get out of the air by 6. Uh, Chewy Sticks says, Octane and Hordak versus the World and Empress Court are the only shows I listen came to the station for, and Octane and Hordak are gone. <laughs> you big she-whore, you scare the shit out of me. I'm not stalling. So that's ultimately, we actually, unlike LeBron James, we actually decided uh, at the ninth hour, the 11th hour, whatever. That we're going to move the show to a different time and uh, a different date at a different time. The problem is, folks, I don't have that in place because I don't know what Highlander's schedule is. And to, uh, to a degree, as well, Varyar's because yours is in the same boat. You're in retail. So, 
you know, yours fluctuates right. constantly. What I would like to do is I would like to find a day where the three of us, or at worst, at least two of us, can make the show every single time. And that's when IRC split and we lost a third of our crowd. That's that about right. So I didn't want to do a hiatus. I really didn't want to cancel it. So we're going to keep going. Until further notice. Until we're, I'm not pulling anybody's leg. <laughs> you had me, no one left. You had me scared. I may have to do something meaningful on my Sunday morning. Okay. No, you don't. You'll be sleeping in. Don't lie to me. So next Saturday, Varyar, what's your schedule look like? Next Saturday, I have to work. Fuck! But, yeah, Canceling I can, the show. Well, <laughs> it's over. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier, and we'll talk more, you know, about days right. and stuff. But next Saturday, unfortunately, I have to work half the stores out of town. Okay. Um, but after that, like I said, I have really made a point of telling my boss, I don't care where you schedule me. Just make sure I'm not Saturday evenings, because I'd like to get up here and do this more with you guys. Well, wait till we find out what the new day is going to be and get that day off. Okay. I'm hoping if it's during the week, it'll be a little easier for you to get off, as opposed to weekends when you're more busy. Sure. Uh, somebody says, hang on, uh, Xavier says, Emperor, why not just take a podcast only and not live? Well, the problem is, if we do that and make a podcast only, then we lose the interaction with IRC, which I think, like I'm doing now, talking to you and reading your comment over here, I think that's a huge part of the show. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I like a live show a lot better. We feed off of you, and you guys feed off of us. Yeah, when Voyar told his Xbox story, half of you pissed yourselves and told us about an IRC. <laughs> that just makes things better. Your comments, your witty and snarky and, and wise-ass remarks, I, to me, just kind of, again, makes the show a lot better. You have to understand, it's not just so much the show host, but the live audience themselves are a very definitive portion of the broadcast itself. You're a chunk of it that, without it, makes this... A lot less interesting. Thank you, Barry. That I'm not even going to read that because that's just disturbing. Uh, so there we have it. Next Saturday, I I don't know. Obviously, Voyeur is not going to be here. Highlander is not going to be here. I will have to do have to figure out something. Maybe I can get uh, Council Fag to come back, you know, legal tender, and have him sit in. I'll browbeat him and guilt trip him because he let me know at the last minute he was going to ditch me tonight. So. I didn't. Okay, he must be talking to somebody else because Matt Screen's like, why do you think my show sucks? Well, you never have your show running, so it's kind of hard to say if it sucks. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so that's where we're at. We're going to make it a different day and a different time, but I, I just don't know when. As soon as I have a, a time frame hammered out, three of us are going to have to sit down and figure that out. I will let you all know. Until then, we're going to keep doing the show on Saturdays as best we can. Bottom line here and going forward, this has always been kind of the unofficial rule. I'll make it a rule now. If I'm doing the show solo on Saturdays, we're doing two hours. We're not doing three. Uh, Baron Von Gosu is in the same boat. He's also in retail. He doesn't actually graduate with his master's until sometime in August. And even when he does, that's really not really going to change anything because he goes to Akron. So, so, you know, even he, his schedule is, you know, fluctuates. That's why I like having a nice pool of co-hosts I can kind of pull in here that I've got some chemistry with. I'd like to keep it just the three main ones right now, but... Get Baron and promise him alcohol. That's what I did to get Varyar here. He's had That's, like four. Yeah, I've been drinking this whole time, guys. Yeah, what, what have you been drinking anyways? Blue Moon. Oh, I thought you were going to grab a Budweiser when you were out there last. Oh, this was the first. Yeah, it's right inside the door, and I'm not picky. Blue Moon, Belgian white. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Our new sponsor. Or should be. <laughs> That's how we'll do ads. from now. We'll pay for the show with just me reading off beer labels. Epic Lurker. Without Emperor's Court, where would I get my weekly dose of racism? 
Uh, oh, well. KKK, really. Then none left, of course, refers him to the asshole of the internet, 4chan. That's true. Where humanity goes to die. So, you see an instant rim shot? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have concerns. Yes, that's Porta. You can never tell with those Norwegians. Anyways, so as soon as I have a definitive date and time, I'll let you know. Until then, we're doing it on Saturdays. But look for that to change within the next couple of weeks. It can't be, it cannot continue to go on like this without, you know, one or more co-hosts here. One, because I have no voice at the end of it as it is. Kaylin says, last time Imp went to 4chan, he risked getting computer aids. Yeah. Lit up like a Christmas tree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's that's your announcement. So we are moving. We are going to keep the show going. But we are going to move it uh, our day and time. And again, we may have to scale back the show. If we do it during a weekday, we're probably not going to go three hours. We're probably only going to go two. I'm not going to start at seven and go until ten. Seven to nine, I'll do. Seven to ten, no. So I don't know if we'll have to drop a segment or two, or if we have to scale back how many articles we discuss. You never know. Uh, that's all in discussion. We'll let you know. The newsletter will continue to go out as normal because we can write those articles in the course of the week anytime, you know, and just send them in. And then Vyard handles it from there. <laughs> yeah, fuck why We did discuss more than three articles. <laughs> You're ugly and I hate your guts. Look, I'll discuss all of them right now. California Assembly approves $1 billion internet tax. Penny Arcade Strip uh, inspires an animated movie. Really? Cops tase man with a PS2 tucked in his pants. Tennessee passes bill making Netflix password sharing illegal. Man forced to tweet apology 100 times by the court. An exploding iPod backfires on Apple from two years ago. There you go. We have now mentioned, discussed every single topic and article that we had on the books. You bastards. So take that. Piss on you, you Aussie little shit. By the way, uh, I haven't seen none left a great deal online in the WoW Guild. I don't know why. Probably because he's too busy raiding with that other guild. That's right, Barry. Sleep is for the week. As in during the week. W-E-E-K, apparently. Not W-E-A-K. Grammar Nazi. Fail. And uh, please keep it around the same time or earlier so us EU fans don't have to F up our sleeping rhythm. Yeah, because whether or not the EU listens really matters to me. I care. Oh, actually, just, you know. Euro trash. Obviously, nothing definitive. You know, there's still a lot of discussion to go through. But just to kind of get a feeling from them what would they think about sunday for example like a sunday evening versus you know or a friday evening i mean what fridays and sundays are unfortunately out because, oh really again for the, yeah because the, the entire weekend shot oh, okay. i don't like fridays because i like to go to fireworks games at the indians game so gotcha but i'm thinking like a monday a tuesday a thursday okay uh, wednesday is workable up until school starts in which case we got psr and that's out the window so gotcha and you are so fast for a minute there, I read that as you are so fat. I'm like, what? What <laughs> the hell with you? He will kill you through the internet. Yes, Gooley. I will. I know people. Who know people? So, Voyar, what we learned today? Many, many things. A, the show will be moving. Yes. I learned about Helike, some city that got, you know, God smacked in Greek, or Greece, rather. I learned that every once in a while, God just decides to wipe a city off the map in creative and interesting ways. ways. <laughs> um, I learned that in the middle of a combat zone, you got to play a virtual game based on what you were doing in real life. Yeah, that was a good time. I learned... Let's see. What else did I... Oh, I learned iPods can blow up if you drop them. Apparently. Uh, I learned that you got some father to get on Xbox Live and yell at you for some colorful language. <laughs> 
What an I, interesting combo, too. Uh, oh, yeah, it was great. I learned that IRC enjoys that and <laughs> thinks that that's hysterical. Let's see. Um, fuck. What else to discuss? Oh, I learned that Chinese are willing to trade organs for iPads. Oh, yeah. Good guy. I also learned that Chinese hospitals will let you use their hospital for apparently a small fee. Yeah, and that know nothing about it. No, some guy came in, a business guy, dropped his cash, and we said, Room four is all yours. All right, we'll be back in three hours. Just put Do it back where you got to it. Right. Go ahead and clean up in there. Yeah, but, I mean, the guy has his kidney taken out. Then he has enough time to. Uh, his mom's got to wonder where the fuck he went. He goes to a different city, has oh, yeah. the surgery, comes out of, like, post op, and then goes buys himself an iPad and iPhone. God knows how long it is to get anywhere in China. Then comes home. Right, I mean, that's... And no one wonders... Uh, it's not like we're talking hours here. Right. You know, I mean, and it doesn't sound like this kid had a car. No. I mean, he was walking or biking or something. You know? And the mom said, well, what tipped me off was the scar. How about the fact your kid's been gone for days? <laughs> I don't know how things work in China, but if my 17-year-old just disappears, well, I'm she... going to Chen Zhao. Why? Uh... uh... I got this really great idea to get an iPad. It's pretty awesome. I'm thinking, you know, I've got one more kidney that I need. So I'm going to trade for 3000 bucks And get uh, ripped off. I'm going to give him 5000 just because, you know, I know I could turn around and sell it more. Probably like, like the online auction house. I'll put it on eBay. Chinese kidney, only 17 years old. <laughs> Low mileage. <laughs> <laughs> Non-alcoholic drinker, no smoker. So... Barry learned the expression tongue punch her fart box. Ching chow! Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed someone says the tongue punched her fart box at some point playing games in the next week. God, I hope so. In fact, if that happens, if you, the listener, are you actually use the tongue punch her fart box and any kind of voice over IP in a conversation or game, email me that story. I would love to hear how that actually panned out. Emperor1G at Cox.net. All right, let's wrap it up. All uh, right. Real quick, I want to thank the following. None left for being our IRC bitch and our uh, show contributor. He does a lot of the running around, the article pulling, as well as being an article contributor on the newsletter. I want to thank all the newsletter writers, which I've been uh, negligent in doing. Varyar, who actually heads up the project. We've got uh, Barry, Digit, Martyrdom, None Left, myself, Highlander, Varyar occasionally will uh, send in something. And Legal Tender with his very biting and witty one-sentence reviews of a game. Uh, and Lake Effect and Mecha have both contributed as well. I don't know what Lake Effect's been up to. I haven't actually talked in a while, so I haven't seen anything up there recently. I want to thank Gnomewise for going in and posting our podcast for us when we actually get it done. So that gets up there. Little Rex says, hell, I'm going to use that, that comment tonight. Awesome. I want to thank the douchebag named Dina for giving me so many stories and so many lols. <laughs> really? Come on, kid. You should have known something was up when... I, seriously, if somebody said, oh, I've got an anonymous letter, wouldn't you question where it came from or anything about that? Nothing seems suspicious. How about it? Uh, let's see. Who else am I forgetting that we need to thank? Sponsors? Well, yeah, sponsors. Uh, I want to thank Typefrag Ventrilo Servers. We have Pearl Guard Usman. You should, too. As well as... Audible books. Audio Audible books. Awesome. Yay. I want to thank you to listen for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be doing this. And you would have nothing to do on a Saturday night. So, Which you already obviously don't since you're listening to us. Yes. At least you should be. 
for the now or when you get the podcast later. Uh, trying to think of anything I'm forgetting. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to the btwproductions.com. Go to the show tab, Emperor's Court. To the right, you will see it. Sign up for the newsletter. Join us on Facebook. Find us. It's Emperor's Court. As well as on Twitter, Emperor's Court. Also, shout out to all of Clan Imperial Guard on Coil Fang as well as all of the normal guards at our home site, clanwinge1g.net. Da 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 da. Kind of stuffing over myself, as usual. If you are interested in playing World of Warcraft with us, we are a PvP-centric clan. Our entire point of existence is to make life a living hell for those who play on the other side. We're on Coilfang US server. Make a character there. Make a name on our forums at clan1g.net. And then whisper me in-game and say, Hey, psst, my name is this. I am not a woman. I'm actually a dude. Could you add <laughs> me to the list on clan1g.net? We'll invite you in, and we'll go from there. Um... I, I can't think of anything else. Fire. I think, I think we've. Uh, I think you covered it. Yeah, good. Sometimes I forget something. I, I, I go back and later it's like, shit, I forgot to thank Nomash for something here. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Thanks for coming out. That's not your catchphrase. Oh, you want me to do that? Hoorah! There you go. You gotta stick with what works, buddy. Gotcha. You started. Right. Gotta keep all going. Right. So long, everybody. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. I can't say goddamn on here. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway.